Oh, who do you play bass for? I play bass for the devil, dude. Is this the part of the show when there's a five-minute countdown? Johnny said, devil, just come on back if you ever want to try again. I done told you once, you son of a bitch. I'm the best that's ever been. He played found a mountain run, boy, run. Devil's in the house of the rising sun. Chicken in the bread pan, I'm picking out dough. Granny, when you don't fight, no child, no. Live from the studio, I'm Jimmy Seleski. I'm Eric Glazer, and we're back in the studio. We are the, yes, I was going to say, Can not, you believe that? not only is this episode the first one we've done in uh, four months, actually, in, in the, the studio. In the studio, yeah. Uh, but episode 200. Oh, really? And it's a brothers cast, everybody. Yeah, on the couch. Cast. They wanted us to be on for the 200th episode. Yeah, it was. I very forgot cool. about that. We were all blacked out when we talked about that. Though. <laughs> but we remember that, dude. <laughs> you hit Jimmy. I was like in the bathroom today. Jimmy was like, "You can still do the podcast tonight, right?" I was like. Oh shit! <laughs> yeah, yeah. We uh, got, I totally remember that. <laughs> we got Alex and Dominic on the cast. Alex G. Alex G. Host my brother of the Voyage Down the Amazon and, uh, podcast. The real Seleski, Dom Seleski, and Ooh. Dom Seleski, co-host of Two Hundred Four East Joppa Road, Apartment Eleven Fifteen. <laughs> <laughs> there, that's our real address. <laughs> <laughs> you guys want to send? <laughs> If you want to send them anything, that's our, zip no. code two one two eight seven. Both of our <laughs> the door is honestly usually unlocked. <laughs> we have a lot of cash yeah. and a lot of jewelry, yeah, and, just, and a lot of crazy things to say. So come on through. Just buzz anyone in the building; you'll get let in. Don't worry. Yeah, type in D O M. <laughs> well, that's what we do. Whenever we call up delivery, I always, because Dom's uh, phone is linked to, that was the fucked up deal that we had when we moved into the apartment, which was, <laughs> I'm not on the lease because I had a misdemeanor crime from at this point, four years ago. That's what you get. Oh my That's God. what I, I get. A criminal. Yeah. When I broke the yeah, I'm a criminal. <laughs> and they were like, sir, you cannot apply here. Instead, we're going to They're like, all right, but you're not on the lease. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sir, are you banned from any garages in Towson? <laughs> Sorry, this isn't. Yeah. Specifically for uh, malicious destruction of property? <laughs> no, we don't mean your studio garage, sir. We mean parking garages. Can you go to those parking garages? <laughs> so the deal I cut with Dom was, all right, so... And I don't know what the fuck I was saying. I think I was just happy to get the hell out of my parents' house. Well, you house. also do have the bigger bedroom. All right, dude. You have a bigger bedroom. By like three feet. You have a bigger bedroom. You got the key. I'm file. taller. I'm two the inches taller. The thermostat's in your room. Ooh. Yeah. And you have a fob. Okay, but also I have to walk seven blocks three times a day shouldn't have broke my the parking law. spot. You shouldn't have broke the law. And I think the only advantage I have is that you, ha- you have to call yourself to buzz yourself in. 
I think you're actually th- about three inches taller than him. Didn't we measure the no. other night? Yes, we actually did measure ourselves no. the other night. That Ooh. was the most upsetting thing that I found out over quarantine. Alex really? was telling me that he was telling people he was six one. Yeah, Alex, Alex thought he was six one for the dude. past Wait, ten I'm years. Six one. No, you're six two, bro. Oh, okay. I you're taller than me. I've been telling people for the last ten years that I'm six one, and then I found out the other night I'm five eleven. Oh my gosh! You're five and eleven. You're you're like a clean five eleven too. Like like an eighth inch more. Like a sixteenth of an inch more than five eleven. Jesus. Okay, so you're basically I, six. I think that you've been measuring yourself in shoes your whole entire life because you tried to do it at my apartment. Oh, true. You like stood up against the wall. I was like, dude, take off your fucking shoes. And then you were like, oh, shit. And then you lost two inches naturally. I was like begging Jimmy. I was like, are you sure you're reading the ruler right? <laughs> I was like, are you sure Jimmy, you're reading please, the rules just, right? <laughs> the rules of height measurement? <laughs> I don't know. You might just what be did, shrinking, what were you, too. Do we measure you, you Jimmy? Shrinking. Yes, I was, I was 6'2". I was like a, a sixteenth of an inch under six two, which makes Eric exactly six two because he's like a I'm a hair a hair Jimmy, taller yeah. than me, and I was which is crazy because Jimmy always and, tries to count his hair in yeah, his height. Yeah, but. I made sure of that because yeah, I used yeah. the pencil right above your head and I like pressed <laughs> it down in your skull. I still got a fucking dent in my head. <laughs> I, I, like, I want this as low on the wall as possible, <laughs> and it was still like very far away from where my little n- niche. Then we weighed was. ourselves. We did the whole tail of the tape. That also we measured our waists. Yes, we did. Yes, we did. Biceps, the whole nine. I did. Uh, I came out to be five eleven and three quarters, which I feel like is easily. You can six say you're six feet. feet. You can say you're six feet. Because if I wear shoes, I'm over six feet. Yes, yeah. that's the case. So, yeah, we got a couple of shorties on the couch. This Short, <laughs> shorty cat. That was hard. <laughs> Eric and I are here with our short little brothers. <laughs> Mine's older, but he is little. <laughs> I guess I'm like a little fish. But you know what I? You know what I thought about too. Remember for a short while, Eric was living with me right across yeah. the street from you guys, and that was like total brother central on Joppa Road. Oh yeah, which is where we oh. live, Bro Town. <laughs> um, because would I know that we are all brothers, but would you also say that we are just like the very best of friends too? Oh, I'd say I'd say something like that. I don't know if I'd say those exact <laughs> words. But. I have hung out with you a lot this week, though. I know. Yeah, I feel like all three of you are closer. Than because of quarantine, right yeah, because of quarantine, yeah, but that's a that's a technicality though, dude. We even had a conversation yes. like we said we need to bring Eric in on this. <laughs> I want you to move back in with me. <laughs> Dom, Alex, and I were saying we should bring Eric on for episode two hundred, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Sitting by myself in a Zoom, <laughs> like, what happened? <laughs> it's weird because like when when I first saw you the other day, that was the first time we had seen each other in person like for yeah months, for a while for a long time. And like when I first pulled up the driveway, 25 minutes late, of course, because I still I thought about that the other day. I was like, I'm a fucking douchebag. Oh, I read a, I read a post on Instagram that said cool people, and then it had like a list of 10 things, and number three was shows up on time, and I was like, fuck, dude. I was like every other thing though, dude. I was like, damn. But also, dude, that was like, it just felt like I was coming back to the studio because mm-hmm. you were late. I was like. Just like normal times. <laughs> and then I got out of the like car and I was like, happened. should we hug? Should we dap up? Like, what oh, should we do? was that the first time you guys hugged? Yeah, yeah. But yeah. it's also strange because we talk on Zoom once a week for like two hours at a time. Yeah. So it's Usually, like, well, two hours recorded and then probably like three or four. Yeah, exactly. Just like not even talking, just being like, yeah. <laughs> Seems right. <laughs> <laughs> Did you hug in the driveway? No, I don't think didn't. so. No, oh, I like man. didn't know how to play it. It was Did you guys like, wave. I was nervous. I was nervous. <laughs> <laughs> when I showed up, it was like I like met my prom. It was like date. a first <laughs> date. Yeah, you got shot. Hey, 
Yeah, dude. Well, you're getting your the corsage. Yeah, that's I was why getting, it took so long. And you had the boutonniere, dude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we got some stuff done though. It was good. Yeah, man. We're back in the studio. We have a new setup, pretty much. Yeah, I'm sure these high quality mics are picking up the. This is the loudest rain I've ever heard in this. I know. This is like crazy. the loudest thing ever. I hope it's, you guys can hear uh, that. But it's nice because it's I love cool it, and everything. Honestly, off. this might give a sick vibe to the cast. It will. I hope so. <laughs> I don't know. These mics are pretty. We got some Joe Rogan mics. Now. I know. I don't know do. if Joe Rogan mics are pick up rain or not. I think they do, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think they do. Yeah, dude. Jimmy went all out on getting these new mics, and then he like talked me in one night. He was like, "Dom, why don't you like invest in a better audio interface?" Because I just recently bought like a really nice mic for my friend who closed down a studio. It's like an eleven hundred dollar mic, but I got it for five hundred. Nice. And then I bought a Megami mic cable because Jimmy told me to, and he very conveniently told me to buy a 15-foot one and gave me, like, a 30-minute-long speech. He's like, I'm like, why, dude, why don't I just get a 10-foot? He's like, because it's, what, dumb? It's five bucks more, and then if you ever need a 15-foot, then you have it. But if you only have a 10-foot, then you don't have it. And then I was like, well, how many feet did you buy? He's like, 10 feet? <laughs> yeah, and look at me now. I'm fucked. And yeah. And, and yeah, now one of his fucking mic cables is too foot. short. That's why he fucking told me to get a 15 yeah, foot. Yeah, and you're he mad about that when in reality the story of my life has been fucking up and then you seeing me fucking up and going, oh, that's how not to do all So what did you learn from his mistake? Is this, is, is, is this me paying my reparations to you? No, this is you. <laughs> Learning from my mistakes. This is an older brother teaching a younger brother. Dude, about you didn't a know that until like a week ago. <laughs> yeah, I bought that but white I cable right. like a month ago. <laughs> but I was right. <laughs> Either way, he talked me into buying a six hundred dollar audio interface, which is an Apollo Twin, and I bought it off of um, Reverb.com, and then it came. And only then did I realize it is not compatible with Windows computers. Damn, yeah. you have a Windows. So, I then hit the guy up. Yeah. Are you I a hit gamer? The guy. What's up? Are you like a gamer? No, no, no. I just use like FL Studio, which oh. is like exclusively. It's for microphones, plugging your microphones in the computer okay. and shit like that. And I, um, oh, I thought you were talking about the Windows computer. Yeah. I think, yeah, he was. Oh, I don't know. Jimmy My joke didn't land. <laughs> oh. And so I hit the guy back up. I was like, dude, can I like return this? I just realized this wasn't compatible and he didn't say anything back to me. And then I was doing more research because I was, I was like already trying to make an eBay listing, trying to resell it. I was like, yeah, right, maybe yeah. I can make a profit. And then when I was looking into it, I'd realized there was actually an Apollo Twin solo that he sold me, but he listed it as an Apollo Twin duo. And his Ooh. return policy was item only returnable if item comes not as described. And so I hit him back up and I was like, hey, I just want to let you know that the listing said this is an Apollo Twin Duo. This is a solo. And then within 10 minutes, he hit me back. He was like, my bad. You could send it back. Yeah, dude. Nice. So I sent okay, it back. Got a good. full refund. And who helped you type that email, dude? <clears throat> Jimmy's been helping me type a lot of emails. <laughs> he has. <laughs> I've been helping Dom type you, emails. I didn't know you were such a good writer. You've been helping him okay, write some like, professional emails. And then here's the worst thing. Give Dom? Me, no, look. I am also a great writer. Jimmy, when we combine our minds, because Jim... I fucking help Jimmy with a lot of shit too, which is what he likes to leave out. Combine my. I didn't start haven't crying. crying. I haven't said it yet. <laughs> I haven't said it yet. I just want to fucking you make tell that. the story. Yeah. No. Yeah. Fuck that. <laughs> he helped me write my resignation letter to mm-hmm. my job, mm-hmm. which was I've shown everyone at work. I'm like super proud of it. Yeah. And he didn't even write dude, it. We, we've been. 
<laughs> I can say where I work now because I'm leaving there. Everyone, first of all, before you say that, yeah. every single, ep- the 4th of July cookout, we had the family cookout that Dom couldn't go to. And everyone was like, oh yeah, Dom's resignation there was so good. And I was like, but did you say that like two sentences old? It was like that one sentence. I know the sentence you're talking about, and that was my fucking sentence. You you also showed it to me and all my the coworkers at brunch. I, I wrote the hook. I wrote the hook of that resignation. The letter. good, the good letter the Jimmy did write was when he said. All right, let's give a little context. Yeah, let's give context. Tell them about. Do you want to read it? Do you want to just read the letter after you give? The I will context? read the letter. Oh I will read the letter. Get the context. Get the context. Good. Okay. Okay, so... Pull it up while you're giving context. I work at Ruth's Chris in the Inner Harbor of Baltimore. Not for long. Um, what's been happening the past... I've, I've been working there for two years, and it's gotten very, very... The clientele has uh, left a lot to be desired, and that a lot to be desired would be a proper tip. And I'm a server. And um, <clears throat> what I believe happened, which you guys talked about on the cast before, about Uzo Bay and their dress code is that we sort of started to accept that our clientele was the drug dealers and everyone that loves to come to Ruth's Chris, but we never realized, or we should have realized, that they drive the good clientele out because no one wants to take their daughter out to their 16th birthday when they have drug dealers smoking weed on the patio right next to them, wearing (laughs) ripped jeans, women coming in in literal lingerie, which is all against our dress code, which you have a posted sign on the door saying that we can't have, but what was happening was we got tired of having to turn these people away and losing money, so we just started, okay, you can wear ripped jeans, but only on the patio, or okay, you can wear lingerie, but only in the wine room where, you know, we can, you know, do whatever, and that slowly over the course of the last year and a half, I would say, just started kicking out all the good clientele, and we've completely let people that don't know how to operate at a restaurant control everything we've had to hire armed security on the weekends you had a manager get choked out we had a our manager got off choked hat. unconscious because he told somebody to take his hat off in the bar Jesus. and he re- refused we then hired armed security two days of the week and then we, we you know we have to call the police like once a week to get to have any sort of <clears throat> um just, just to defuse a hostile situation <clears throat> and then it, you know, and now some more has happened. Like just recently, my uh, a good friend of mine who I've known since high school, a table like attacked her because she told them that they can't park in the valet without paying the valet because it's going to get towed. And what? they started and exactly, and then it just becomes like it's part of valet. Exactly, and, <laughs> yeah. and they they start you know, and immediately they call it like a, a race thing, and they start taking out their phones and and filming everyone. And meanwhile, she's half black, but she has blonde hair and blue eyes. So they kept trying to call her racist and everything, and I was uh, the guy came up to me and was like, "What's her name?" And I wasn't trying to tell her the name because, like, yeah, I'm not trying to have them track her down because they were like about to dox her and shit, right? Fight her and everything. He was like, "What's your name?" I was like, "Dude, I got You can read my name tag. It's right here." And he's like, "Well, she's racist. Y'all need to fire." I was like, "Dude, she's half black." Yeah. Well, I don't care. She's white presenting. And she has blonde hair, and I was like, "Dude, shut the fuck up." <laughs> and leave. Yeah. You are you sound ridiculous right yeah. now. You fucked up. You're a shitty person. She called you out on it and now instead of accepting responsibility, you try to point it on her and you look fucking stupid trying to put it on her calling her racist. And it's just been shit like that. And I I just after that, you know, I had to put myself in harm's way to make to break up a fight. You know, these we have literal drug dealers in there that have guns and stuff. And I'm 
I'm not about to get shot over a restaurant where I'm not making good money anyway. So as soon as that happened, we called police again. I went home and just said, I'm done. I, I wrote my letter, gave him two weeks. I'm not going to no show or burn any bridges, but I just can't. And that's the frustrating thing about it is, and and one of the things uh, that you'll find in the resignation letter uh, that I think was the biggest point is that those corporations like that, they are so strict. If you ever worked for a corporate restaurant or corporate anything, really, they have these very... It's like the customer is always right. Yeah. And, And they also have very stringent guidelines that they expect their staff to follow. Like when you're a server, you have to... You have to try and upsell two appetizers, and you have to offer a drink with every course. You have to offer a pairing, and you have to do all these different things by the book. And they'll send in secret shoppers that will come in and literally sit down at a if table. You fail it, you get written up. Yeah, and I've had people saw someone get fired for failing yeah, a shop. They'll have a secret shoppers when they send in people from corporate disguised as regular customers, yeah. and they'll sit there and quiet well, four times a year. They yeah. Do that. And they'll, oh, yeah. and they'll write a review for you. And so the staff is held to all these crazy guidelines that they, that they are not allowed to slip up at all. But then the management and the, the ownership, the administration of that corporation is, not, is failing to you know, enforce the rules that they're supposed to enforce. Like, hey, you can't, wear a drip, you can't smoke blunts on the patio. You can't wear a hat in the bar. You can't do these things. And they're completely caving on that. But then the staff is still expected to do all their things, even though they're not making the money they were making anymore. They're 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 in danger when people are threatening to attack them. Once people a week. are literally being attacked, not even threatening. And so yeah. their solution, instead of uh, tightening up on their she rules that are already in, in place, yeah, their solution instead of tightening up on the rules that are already there in place is to hire armed security as a preventative measure. You know. And it's like, well, no, the preventative measure is you just enforce the guidelines that you that you already have in place. Yeah. And you you set a certain tone for what you walk in. And that I mean, look, we, we talked about it last week and I did. I, uh, Alex Smith, the owner of Atlas Restaurants, didn't like the post itself, but he liked one of the comments in the post that okay. was like praising the post. And uh I guess he probably did that for like PR relations. He didn't want to yeah. like the post. Yeah. yeah. But he might be found in his life. Yeah. yeah. And he liked the he liked a comment in the post. So like he definitely watched it. I thought that was cool. But like also I was like, damn, because I said a bunch of other shit about Atlas too. But <laughs> like, like what would you say? I just said like they That they, was the Globe group, Jimmy. Yeah, the Globe they, group. That's <laughs> that someone like, completely yeah, we, yeah, different. We talk about the Globe group there. <laughs> totally different. <laughs> Map restaurants, dude. <laughs> but like, you know, but but the thing is, like I said all the thing, I didn't I didn't give a shit. I, I was just speaking my mind, and it was cool that that he saw it that way, and and that's why I wanted to go to that meeting because I wanted to, like I said before, those restaurants. We're in a weird situation right now where, um, people are pissed off, rightfully so, in terms of like the whole social unrest that's going on right now. But now we're in a position right now where we can't even really enforce regular shit without being called out on it. So now, yeah. you know, for instance, with the whole. Uh, like you saw the Columbus statue get ripped down the other yeah the other day on the Fourth of July. Which we'll also, yeah, that we'll talk about that later. Yeah, but like you're in a position where like they can't even you can't even you can't even the police have to stand down from that and like management is afraid to call out people for not abiding by the dress code because they pull out their phones and like oh if, if you do this we're gonna fucking put you online and put you on blast and call you racist and shut down your whole restaurant and it's like that's a weird place to be in as a society i feel like you know where people can't even enforce their own rules even if they're you know it's just weird yeah i don't know i feel like that's like a very sucky situation that probably just comes down to bad management 
And yes. we've uh, since rescinded our own dress code, by the way. So there's You're no dress code? A, no, there's a dress code. You are now allowed to wear ripped jeans, but they can't be too ripped, which is just a recipe for... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, because how do you... What wear? does that even mean? Right. That's subjective. Yeah. If anything, you're setting out yourself up can't more athletic for wear, issue. Even though all of our regulars wear athletic wear, but we just let them because they come in and spend money, but they're also the same guys that are always around the people that create all of the issues, and but we still let them come in. The, the guy When my manager got choked out, um, one of the main guys that comes in uh, was sitting at the table with the guy who did it. And when Damn. the police came and asked him who the guy was, I don't know who that man was. And then, we, and then we're just supposed to sit here and serve these people the next fucking day. Like our manager, who you come here every day and speak to, just got choked unconscious in the bar. And when we want to try to rectify the situation, you just want to be neutral about it. Yeah. If that were me and my friend did that, I would... If I didn't tell the police, I would handle the situation myself, which I guarantee he didn't. Yeah. Well, the problem is they're going in in terms of what you said about Ruth Chris rescinding the dress codes, not rescinding them, but but like loosening them up is you set yourself up for even more problems. Like you said, it's subjective. You can't to have a subjective set of rules, set yourself up for if you leave it to the judgment of who of the discretion of whoever's managing, then what is the definition of too ripped? Because then mm-hmm. you could easily say, oh, well, it's too ripped because you know that that's that's only slightly less ripped than mine how come you're saying i can't get in what you need to do in that situation is come up with an exact set of rules a specific set of rules that says these are what we do allow and this is what we do not allow and then enforce that to a t that way there's no question that was the whole problem with atlas the atlas situation is that those rules are enforced you know, based off whoever is seating you at the door and then, oh, if it's this person, they might not care, but the manager might care and this waiter might not care, but the bouncer who's always looking for a confrontation might call you out on some bullshit. Yeah. What happens is there is that certain people are let in and certain people aren't let in and it has a bad look. What you need to do is say, look, these are the things we tolerate here and these is what we don't tolerate and everyone abides by those rules. Ruth Chris is doing the wrong thing right now and yeah. they're going to have more and more issues. So, I mean, but that, I think it's I think it's kind of a... Um, uh, a microcosm of what's going on in general right now, honestly, with so, a lot of the stuff. Good I word. can read the uh, letter. <laughs> Jimmy, give oh, me yeah. one of those, too. Oh, yeah, read the uh, the resignation. All right. Can you can we do some kind of, like, sign when it's like, oh, I wrote that part? Yes. Can you, like, yeah, clap yeah, yeah, or, like, yeah. snap yes. your fingers? Yes. Now that we're in HD, yeah. Jesus. 4K <laughs> sign. <laughs> Jimmy said he wrote all the good parts. All right. No, it's not true. <laughs> Just give me a sign when you think something's good, and give me a sign. I'll let I'll leave this to you, actually. Okay. Give me give a sign to the camera when you hear a good sentence, and give a sign to the camera when you hear a weak sentence, and we'll I'll keep tallying my uh, mind. Well, let's let's go like um good, better, best. Yes, good, better, best. There's no bad. All There's right. no bad. We'll do the All right. you know. See, this is bing, not bong, fair bong. because Jimmy took my good sentences with good points, and then just only helped me word them better. So very articulate. <laughs> That's Jimmy, bullshit. what was your response to that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying that, that doesn't look. Look, dude. If you are there, are sentences in there that stand on their own. Then they'll, you know, the cream floats to the top, dude. So we'll see. I think he fucking knew this was gonna be a podcast moment. He, fucking, <laughs> he groomed my fucking resignation letter. <laughs> all right, this is all prep. Tom was in the bathroom where I was like, Tom, you ready for the podcast? Now? Oh yeah. Um, if bring you bring that it, resignation yeah. letter. If you, you, bring, that, you do have that on your... Okay, good. You yeah, got it? Why? Why? Oh, just, just wonder, dude. I thought it was good. I thought it was good. <laughs> it was good. <laughs> All right. It is bittersweet to be uh, tendering my resignation from Roos Chris. Tendering? Come on, dude. 
<laughs> I don't know. That might be it. That's know. like a medium. That's like a six o'clock. I like want to go down for tender, dude. Dude, I'm on sentence one right now. Your server. <laughs> Your server. Stop trying to be a bartender. Okay, keep going. <laughs> Serving my resignation would have been exactly. the better word, dude. Come on. Oh my god. <laughs> Effective two weeks from today on July fifteenth. I have absolutely loved working for this company and have been surrounded with amazing coworkers from the first day I walked on the floor. This has by far been the most pleasant staff I've ever been a part of. However, I'm sure it is no secret that our clientele has been allowed to devolve to a point at which we're working here is no longer financially or mentally feasible. Yeah, I go yes for that. That's a good sound. There was some big thesaurus yeah. thesaurusing uh, in there. <laughs> <laughs> Me, okay. a sentence that I wrote. Me, that Jimmy thesaurus, and all of a sudden it's all of his Tom fucking wrote, credit. And it's like we ain't even making no money anymore. <laughs> shit, this really shit out of line for real. You guys are really out of pocket with the new rules. Y'all geeking. Just all of his sentences just rhyme. Yeah. <laughs> Writes and raps. He sings one. <laughs> I hold absolutely zero disdain for anyone in management, but I can no longer subject myself to this. I genuinely do not enjoy coming to work anymore, and I absolutely hate to say that because I love spending time with all of you so much. I like that. That's positive. 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 It's a nice that's a way dom to... Sent. That's a dom yeah, sentence. That's a dom sentence. Obviously, to... that's my sentence. about me. What do you fucking... Dude, I can I can play characters. I can and play you roles. Told, and you told them that you wouldn't right. burn any bridges. You okay. don't hold any yeah. hard feelings. This stuff. is the yeah. paragraph where it's this is this Don't say anything, just read it. This is a good paragraph. This is a good paragraph. It is not normal to get stiffed an average of twice a night. It is not normal to have to hire armed security to protect our staff from the people that patronize our business. It is not normal to have to call the police to defuse a hostile situation at our restaurant on a bi-weekly basis. It is not normal to have to put my safety in jeopardy in order to defend my good friend slash coworker as her table tries to attack her. But most of all, it is not normal for any of this to be tolerated. I don't feel mm. that it's fair for our staff to be held to such strict rules of service when our own company fails to enforce the very policies that ensure a healthy environment for us and enjoyable dining experience for our guests. That's a tough paragraph. That was nice. Mm -hmm. A little run-on sentence. That was kind of long, but it was powerful. Yeah. Okay, dude. I, you get, it sounds better if I read it. Fucking Mark Twain and F. Scott Fitzgerald <laughs> as our guests. Fucking Frederick Douglass. <laughs> no, I'm mad because that last sentence is mine. Fuck you guys, dude. Fuck that you guys. That sentence was the most run on of that paragraph, by the way. If they they punctu definitely it was you punctuated, dude. You did probably yeah, forgot. You have to read it. You probably I forgot a fucking comma or something. I, dude, I have a fucking semicolon in here. Full stop. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta give some I didn't beats. even get to fucking I point that out. In the first paragraph, there's a genuinely... Like perfectly used semicolon. I've I use a lot of semicolons because I don't know when idea. to stop talking either. Semicolon was his idea. <laughs> you can't tender a resignation without a good, well-placed semicolon. I look forward to continuing our relationship as friends, and I will truly miss our relationship as coworkers. And then I mention their names. I feel bad enough that I'm saying the name of the restaurant right now because I'm friends with a lot of them on Facebook. Well, but you're not. Look, at the end of the day, yeah. what you're I mean, you're just you're quitting a restaurant. I mean, it sucks. Because it seems like you like the job, but also like, I don't know, you're just weighing your options is like, all right, I'm is this worth... I'm also not saying anything that's not true. Yeah. yeah. And you're not shitting on them. This is a constructive criticism, I'm sure. Yeah, because you haven't yeah. said any... You you said you enjoyed working there. You haven't said anything bad about it. It's just like, it's come to an impasse where it's like, all right, am I going to keep... Which I don't believe is entirely their fault. It also has to do with today's day and age. I mean, yeah, it's happening yeah, yeah. at Uzo Bay right now. It's more so... 
just saying to them, look, right now this is going on in the city and it's happening really bad at our restaurant. I don't want to work at our restaurant anymore. I loved working here. It's my favorite job I've ever had, but I just can't take this anymore. I made my paycheck for bi-weekly with credit card tips was 270 over the past two weeks. Damn. They usually are around 1000 yeah, yeah. That's I think even the ridiculous. fact that you wrote a letter of resignation shows them that you respect them and that you care. Right. Yeah, like, I think most people wouldn't do that. Yeah. Sales like, and my charge yeah. tips were like one fifty. And I will say, in Dom's defense, is I've never uh, quit a job in my life because I've always been fired. So <laughs> I've, I've had. You're just so proud. He's the first of yeah. the Celeski sons this is the to actually quit, quit a job. This is the first time a Celeski has like, left a job, the job yeah. on their yeah, own yeah. accord. Exactly. <laughs> so, like, this is, this is your family's t- version of graduating college. Yeah, it's like, oh yeah, Dom Celeski, yeah. Yeah, he was the first person in our family to uh, leave a job on his own. <laughs> on his own. <laughs> on his own accord. <laughs> but like, I've been saving up like nine years worth of like good resignation Jimmy's written shit a resignation say. letter in the shower many times. Yeah, after I've been fired. <laughs> you can't fire me. I resign. <laughs> Two weeks from now. That's why you're so good no. at writing them. Yeah. yeah. He's got a couple in the back pocket. I really do think you should go. name their... I think you should name them, though. I'm not going to. I'm just that. kidding. Yeah, don't name <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Of course. I think that was a respectable... That was a really nice letter. Yeah. Look, it also, it also comes to a thing, too, where you're also getting to a certain age where... Uh, it takes a certain type of person to be able to deal with the shit uh, that you have to deal with as a server or bartender day in and day out. And uh, depending on where you work, it could be better or worse. Because at seasons where we work, where it's a privately owned thing, where the owners are hands-on, the guys who pay the bills for that restaurant, who pay the electricity, who do all those things, are in there every day. And if somebody goes in there and tries to give them shit, they'll give them shit right back. You right. know, what happens is, is when you work at these big... My corporate- managers that are there every day have to answer to the people that own yeah. the franchise. Yeah, they don't mm-hmm. have... Meanwhile, mm-hmm. where we work, they're in there all night. I've had my uh, one of my owners, some guy, was he was like schizophrenic, and he like started being rude to me, and, and he... My manager, my owner, have you said his name on the podcast before? Does that matter? Yeah, it's fine. Matt was like, you need to get the fuck out right now. And he's like, well, blah, blah, blah. He's like, you need to pay your fucking check and get the fuck out right now. And the guy started getting like hectic Matt's with him. Matt's fucking huge. Yeah. Matt is like, like my height. bodybuilder. Like, like 300 pounds minimum. Yeah. And um, bodybuilder. And the guy keeps getting close to me. He's like, you get close to me, I'm going to hit you. You get close to me, I'm going to hit you. Blah, blah, blah. And then the guy just like left. But also, like, I've, you know, there's been situations Jimmy fucking chased some kid down who ran I out on a check, mm-hmm. and nothing bad happened about it. Guy came back, slept up the flower pots, paid his tab, tipped me seven bucks. I would never get away with that at Roost Chris. <laughs> never. There's been frat kids that come in shit-faced after uh, the bars, and they try to get a drink at 1.30, and I'm like, dude, it's last call, I can't sell you a drink. Fuck you, man, blah, 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 and it's... At Roos Chris, if something like that happens, I have to just walk inside. At Seasons, I can just be like, dude, I'll walk across that bar, smack you in the fucking mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it literally is the difference between, uh, like, if you live in an apartment or if you rent out your house or something like that. Like, the amount of detachment that landlords have to their home. Like, they look at that as a money-making vehicle. And different corporations are different in how much they value it. But what I was saying to you and what I think is going on with your location specifically is that the higher ups at Roost Chris are well aware that there's nothing they can do right now. And much like a a slumlord will come in and buy a property like our fucking slumlords have done at at our apartment and they'll buy a property, they'll cut every possible cost they can. 
they'll drain it down, let, you know, do section eight and things like that, and just try to squeeze out all the possible money they can get out of that real estate until it becomes to a point where it's unmanageable anymore, and then they fucking leave. They're no longer, they're no longer in, a slumlord isn't invested in maintaining that property. A slumlord is saying, how long can I keep on cashing a check month to month to month? If you hit that guy up and say, dude, the pipe's leaking, this, that, the other thing, it might get to a point where he says, look, it's not worth it for me to even fix this anymore. I'm just going to see how much longer I can collect rent mm-hmm. on this and then get the fuck out of here. That's what's happening, I think, in, in, um, your location at Ruth Chris is they're saying, look, we're not in a position where we're even really able to do anything about what's going on. So we're going to just basically ask that our staff continues to, to, do, to make as much money off of this restaurant as they can until it becomes unmanageable and our lease runs out and we're the fuck out of here. But the problem with that is, is that they're asking you to basically be a pawn in that. And that's not saying, and, and there are a lot of people who rely on that job and so they need that job. And so, yeah, there's a lot of people that are going to stick around and do that. But you shouldn't feel bad about saying, look, I see what's going on here. I'm not a fucking idiot. I see that you've loosened up restrictions. I see that you no longer care about the quality of the environment that's here. And I see that you're just trying to collect a paycheck every month. And I'm not going to subject myself to that. You know, that's just a business disagreement. You know, so I, I, you know, that's why I don't think like your resignation letter was perfect because you maintain. Well, you, for, a you helped write it. Yeah, it was perfect <laughs> because I contributed. But it was nice you even thought to write one. Honestly, I don't think I would have done that. Well, I think he and his friends looked at it as like a, uh, like they were all fucking sitting there like, dude, who can write the best fucking like you know, oh, dude, using big ass words on your other friends resigned too. Dude, I wrote the two other people that he's talking about. I wrote their letters for them. That's funny. <laughs> and the reason why they wrote the resignation letters is another good thing because you're actually letting the person know mm-hmm. why you're leaving. It's like if you're in a relationship and one day you just stop texting the girl back. He's not going to ghost Ruth Chris. He's going to say, look, it's just not working out. Here's why. Not making any money anymore. It mm-hmm. sucks. And then my, um, yeah, my manager sat me down in person and we literally talked for like 30 minutes. And she was like, so what? what's going on? I was like, did you read the letter? <laughs> yeah, like literally every like, part. So, in so how can we fix it? And I was like, you have three options. You either start gratting every table, forcing 18% gratuity on every table like most seafood does, like a lot of restaurants do, that have accepted that as their clientele, and just go with it. You either pay servers more an hour, or you stricten up the dress code. We see obviously stricting up the dress code isn't an option. Stricting is not a word you said a thousand times in the past Strickening up the dress code. <laughs> Whatever. I don't know what the word is, but I know it's not that. <laughs> like, I was going to give you the word and be helpful, but I can't help you, dude. Just yeah. say something else. Tighten up the dress code. Tighten yeah, up. Tighten up. That's a good one. Elevate the dress code. Hey, where's the Thoris Zaleski when we need him? <laughs> I know, dude. The Thoris got fucking champagned tighten out. Tighten up dude. the dress code. <laughs> pay servers more an hour. Or tighten up the dress code. Apparently, doing gratuity <laughs> so, on every table a, costs B, the restaurant or money. A, again. <laughs> a, B, or One. both, or... <laughs> doing gratuity at a restaurant of that caliber is very tacky, so I see that. Number yeah, two, it costs sure. a business more money. Paying the servers hourly would cost a business more money, and tightening up the dress code would cost a business more yeah. money. Mm-hmm. So none of that is an option, so I said, all right, then you're just not going to be able to keep a staff. And it can hurt the business It's reputation. as simple as that. You're yeah. not going to keep the servers that have been here for a while that saw the money they were making two years ago, and now they aren't. And you're not going to keep servers that come in new thinking this is going to be a huge moneymaker and then seeing what the fuck goes on. Have you um, thought about just transferring locations? Like, I no, know there's like I, a I, that was Parkville the other thing or Pikesville or Ruth Chris, right? Pike, yeah, but that's Pikesville the other thing. Annapolis are tight, I feel like. Annapolis is 
really good, but I'm not doing a two-hour round trip every day. Pikesville apparently is a pretty similar clientele and um, not as bad, but close to it. And I just don't want to serve in general. I've been starting to make enough money off of like seasons and um, music and shit, you know, audio engineering and, and Spotify and stuff like that to where nice. I don't, I don't need to serve and I'm not I, like, I can't serve period. It's uh, like too much. I can't deal with people that much. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you're, yeah, you're essentially where Jimmy was. Like four years ago. Yeah, except by choice. <laughs> <laughs> by choice. Yeah. <laughs> hey, going back to your apartment, do you guys have air conditioning yet? We just got it last night. Oh, and hell so yeah. I Wait, actually, what? You guys didn't have we air didn't, conditioning? Dude, oh, okay. my God. So this is actually what a big thing. Fuck? And this is what I'm talking... Dude, dude it, was fuck, it was fucked up. That could have killed someone in there. Honestly, I You was, guys are welcome over my place anytime you want. I keep it on 68-ish. Oh, hell the other day, yeah. The other day, I was Jimmy keeps freezing. Jimmy cold. It was on 64. bro. I didn't even know my thing went to 64. That's crazy. I took my COVID temperature the other day. I don't have COVID, but I bought this little thermometer. And it was like kind of low for a human body because I think I had it on 64. Everyone's temperatures are low right now. My temperature was like 97.1 last time I checked. Yeah. Yeah, Whenever whenever we went to go see grandma at her place. (laughs) People just getting colder? I was like, yeah, I was like 97 or 96 or something. It was crazy. I thought it was because I had my little thing on 64 degrees and I was like, I mean, probably. Did people used to be hotter? Is that like a real thing? 98.6, I thought was the ideal body temperature. Yeah, how does that just change? How do you, because I've heard a couple people say that, like, oh, apparently that's normal now, but what? Maybe we all have COVID. Does that mean? Did we. Just we just run cooler now. Oh, maybe because it's why the we're summertime. More to Our bodies viruses. learn to like cool down to like cope with the heat outside. Maybe, hmm. maybe, maybe. I don't know. I, don't know. I thought maybe because I was eating Indian food. Because somebody told me that Indian food is super spicy. Because when you eat super spicy food in the heat, it heats up your body, so it makes the surrounding air seem cooler. Which is why people in hotter climates tend to eat spicier foods. Maybe it's go. because I've been watching so many horror movies and I get chills when I watch it. Yeah, <laughs> dude. It's all those goosebumps. <laughs> but yeah, so we... I was I was sitting in my apartment. Um, this must have been Wednesday night. And I, I was like walking around pacing. Working up a sweat, as I usually do. Go. Walking a literal hole in my floor. Which I gotta stop <laughs> doing that because my carpet is literally getting worn down from me just back and fucking forth back <laughs> yeah, and forth. fucking it's a literal track <laughs> yeah. yeah it's ridiculous cornfield circles yeah. <laughs> just in your apartment carpet it's unbelievable and uh all this uh, i sat down and i was just watching tv and i just saw like a i felt like a bead of sweat go down my face and i was like <laughs> and then i realized i went to the air conditioning thing and it was just blown out like hot ass air and i was like what oh, the hell's hell going on yeah. and dom of course, already knew what the situation was, but he doesn't. You don't notify me, Dom, because he's on the lease. Gets notifications, text updates from Berkshires for, that they only ever use to tell you that something is fucked up because it's never something good. It's of never, course, yeah, yeah. It's like why would something good happen? Hey, just want to let you know we're opening the pool. Psych, no AC. Yeah. Also, we're in the stimulus giving season too, so everyone's getting three months rent back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's nothing good. It's always just a text update for bad news. And so I'm like, okay, cool. So it's out. Amber alerts for just the building specifically. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, finally on uh, Saturday or Friday, Sunday, one of the days, I went and I got a fan uh, at Target because I was like, this is unbearable. Like I'm waking up early now because I can't sleep. Ooh, yeah, that's I've been the worst. way more productive now that I can't be comfortable in my own home, um, which I don't like. I don't like that. So... <laughs> I got a fan, and then I was like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take this receipt, screenshot it, 
Send it to them with rent and say, I deducted 30 bucks off rent for the fan. <laughs> Which I think is more than fair. More than, dude, it was 95 plus this whole fucking weekend. Yeah. Oh and you we guys went are high the up whole too. weekend. So you're getting all the heat from down below just yeah. coursing through your room. We're facing the sun. We have t- beams of, and, and they just don't <clears throat> give a fuck. And then to top it all off, now we don't have any fucking Wi-Fi or anything, which isn't their fault, I think. <laughs> because what happened was I called up Comcast and they proceeded to call me 17 times more in the past 12 hours. They call me like every four hours. I'm like, dude. Please pay your bill. Every day. <laughs> we like, shut dude, off your Wi-Fi for not paying the bill. <laughs> you didn't pay your fucking bill. Like, I'm so used to calling up Comcast and then just being like, okay, Mr. Demetrios, we have sent you a signal. Just let me know if it's working now. And I was like so ready to be like, all right, Habib, it's fucking working. But then he was like, oh, and he like played it off so well. He acted like he acted like it like wasn't a big deal. He was like, okay, so the Metrios, what we're going to do is we're going to send out the technician on Wednesday. This is like two days ago. And I was like, wait, rewind that back, dude. I thought you just sent a signal. And he's like, oh, well, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, damn, dude, now I got to wait like four days for you to send out a tech and shit like that. And, you can uh, get your money from them. Well, that's what I was going to say. They were like, look, they said, if it turns out that it's a problem on our end, it's free of charge. But if it turns out if it's not a problem with our equipment, then there will be charges. And I was like, dude, I almost hope there's fucking charges. I hope that there's something that went wrong in the building, like their fucking circuitry or something. So yeah. I can just hit them and be like, you're paying this month's cable bill. And I want that smoke, dude. I literally <laughs> wanted that fucking smoke, bro. I'm so fucking tired of them. Like, I'm literally just like... Literally just any opportunity I can just be like, oh, yeah, I bought a fan, dude. You're paying for that. <laughs> Which is, dude, like you were saying, because I never think in the terms of that because I, I, can, I, I handle those sh- things normally. Yeah. But just like when I got stuck in the elevator. Um, when did you get stuck in the elevator? I've told you about this story before. I don't know. I got, I was, it was probably like four or five months ago. I got stuck in the elevator there and they had to call the fire. I was stuck. Did firefighters pull you out? Yeah. Yeah, That happened to me at my place one time. Yeah. Yeah, But the difference was your place actually gave a fuck. And also you're a condo owner. You actually own a place there. So it's like, it's, you're part of it. You're part of it. It was still really scary. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. But they (laughs) called like mom and dad. They didn't give a fuck. Like they were just saying, yeah, we're not giving you any compensation. We don't like, you know, these things happen. And it's like the the elevator hadn't been working for for six months. And multiple people had been stuck in there because they refused to fix it. And I went down and I talked to him. I recorded the whole conversation. It's fucking legendary. And <laughs> Dom and I went down there and talked to him. And uh, yeah, he was just like, yeah, well, you know what? Pass inspection. So we're not doing anything. I was like, all right, dude. But there's been like five people that have been stuck in here. And we've had to call the fire department all this time. And you and he was like, well, it's, you know, it's on the list of priorities to fix. But we have a lot of stuff to take care of in this building. It's like, okay, great. But that's not my fault. Like, I if I had somewhere to be or if I was claustrophobic or if I was elderly and you're forcing me to like because the elevator got stuck between floors so like and they were only able to open the door like two feet wide so like there was like a two by four a little also you only had the one elevator working yeah yeah and then and then also it was a thing it was a whole saga where the elevator inspection notice was out of date and then you like took a newspaper in there and took a Mm -hmm. picture with it yeah hell yeah that's how i got their attention i took i was like look your things are out of date and they were like well you know we act i called the county i was like dude they're post they were like oh well it turns out they actually did renew it but they haven't posted i was like are they supposed to post he was like yeah legally i was like then call them up and tell them to post it yeah i was just like just Fuck with them. Just yeah, fuck with exactly. them. And then finally they got back to us. I was thinking like, okay, they'll do something for us. They did nothing for us. My and building's pretty bad like that too, though. Yeah. But the again, the difference is is that a condominium is 
you guys are all part owners of the building. Mm-hmm. You have a management association that's an elected board or a volunteer board or whatever. So yeah. you're a part of it. You know, that would be like if you got stuck on your own stairs in your house. It's like, ah, fuck, you know, somebody should do something <laughs> about this. We have no power. Yeah. Our only power is to fight. And if we fight enough, they just say, all right, well, you're out of here. Now you got to fucking move. We're evicting you. Dude, it doesn't really matter what we're talking about. Whenever the thunder strikes, it like sounds like we're telling a scary story. I know. It makes I every like, story sound spooky. <laughs> I keep the waiting for the, the fucking Berkshire lights to flicker <laughs> off, and then like I'm just dead, fucking in the air. Well, it's a murder I, mystery. At I've that been point. like begging to get in trouble at my condo building lately mm-hmm. because they aren't going to open my pool this summer at all. At all. That's bullshit. They finally. So you're talking about how they send out texts with bad news. My building is so not tech savvy like that. They just put flyers in the savvy. elevator. Yeah. They're not text savvy either. They just put flyers in the elevator. And I'm a really slow reader, so I don't have time to read the flyers in the elevator. The they're, po- <laughs> they're always like... <laughs> will be That's what it sounds like when I read a book. <laughs> so sometimes I take a picture of the flyer so I can like read it on my own time later. But... um. <laughs> But print they, it out and highlight the... Dude, I got 15 floors, <laughs> man. Hurry it up. Get to the point. Finally, I got an hour. Let me put on my reading glasses. <laughs> they finally admitted it, that they're not going to open the pool this summer. Admitted it. Because they're doing yes, construction yes. on the pool. It's not even COVID-related. But um, they kept being like, oh, it'll be Memorial Day. Then it'll be July 4th. Then it'll be late July. Now they're like, it's not opening this year. So I started my own little boycott mm-hmm. where I lay out in the grass in front of the building it in like lay out in the sun it looks so trashy <laughs> i like lay next to the construction site mm-hmm. um you just throw like a freaking day drink out by the pool absolutely i drink I mean, out that's there what too he does, yeah. i drink out there i drink <laughs> he in harasses front of, all the construction i, I like workers. take my shirt off in front of the construction hey workers <laughs> start whistling and stuff <laughs> and, um, and i'm just begging for someone to like to get in trouble because it there are signs everywhere keep off the grass and yeah. i just lay my towel down and lay down in the grass i'm just i'm just asking for it you gotta do it you gotta because you gotta stand up because there's a certain point when it almost feels like i feel like our building specifically and it's it's only because of what they've done in the past i truly feel like they are using it as an excuse to not pay a lifeguard like they can they have the convenient excuse of saying like oh we're trying to s- encourage social distancing and all this bullshit. <laughs> when in reality, we we I made like good friend or decent friends with the lifeguard. He was a little sixteen year old kid, and Dom I said, always make yeah, friends with the little. Yeah, kids. his name was Khalil. The lifeguards, I mean. And Dom said he ran into him at what pool was it? Kenilworth. Kenilworth pool. Yeah, they all work at all the different pools in yeah. Baltimore County. And Khalil was saying like, yeah, they just don't want to pay for it. Like they've been allowed to reopen for two weeks, they just don't want to pay for. it. I was like, that makes way more sense than them giving a fuck about the spread of the virus. They don't give a oh, fuck about yeah. exactly. Yeah. My building is saving break. twenty grand this summer by not opening our pool. So I kind of have half a mind to be like, can I have a refund on some of my condo fees? Which Absolutely. Is paying yeah. for the pool this summer that I'm not getting. But also, I do love meeting the, the new lifeguard every year. Yeah. They're so nice to me. Whenever I spill my Bloody Mary, they get the hose out and like clean off the sidewalk i'm always like making a mess down there it's it's like you know you are right to ask for a refund too because it's a it's an expenditure well look again it's a little bit different in your situation because the money that is paid into that building and management fees in theory is going to other, other stuff that stuff, benefits you i know and you own a stake in that building with us we're paying a monthly rent 
And part of the reason why our rent is justified at the rent at the price it is is because of certain amenities. It's supposed to be premium. The, yes. And it's expensive. There and when too. you cut those amenities, then our rental price is no longer justified. So how are yeah. you going to justify the price that we pay? You have a better um, argument than I do. Well, but you're right, too, because also you should be allowed to have a say in that. Because if you're a, a member of the building, then you should be allowed to have a say like, okay, well, I never got a vote in this decision of whether yeah. or not we can open the pool that I pay for. Yeah. This is technically I'm a part owner of this pool. How come nobody asked me who the fuck is making these decisions? Mm -hmm. So you can say that. But for us, it's like we have no stake in it. And so instead, they're just going to charge us the same amount. They're going to I see them out there like scrubbing the pool like they're thinking about opening it eventually. But like. You know, it's been weeks. Like, are they just making it look nice? I guarantee you that's what they're doing. They're probably just making it fucking look nice to attract yeah. new tenants. Exactly. That's how shitty they are. Do you guys ever go to your pool? Not that much. I didn't think principle. you did. I know, I know. Because I can actually see your pool from my bedroom. And I was looking at it the other day and there were no chairs out there still. And I was like, I thought they opened it, but they didn't. No, I saw some chick out there scrubbing it and I was in the gym and I was like, I was in there with this other total, total babe that was in the apartment you gym. You use your gym? Just that one time because I... Because uh, you go to LA Fitness, I thought. Yeah, but I've been going to LA Fitness, um, but I think I only had like a limited time span. So I was like, let me just go downstairs and hit the treadmill real quick. You guys have like a real gym in your building too. Yeah, it's pretty decent. It's pretty decent. But like, you know, it can't... I, I, I literally only really went to a real gym primarily for the social aspect. You know, like, not that I have any friends there. <laughs> but, I like, just no to, like, have gym friends or, like, you have, have gym a friend. yeah. gay stalker, though. I had gay Kenny. You did? Yeah. He, to this day, is my closest gym friend. But That's other awesome. than Zach, Lord Labor, dude, he fucking... <laughs> Lord Labor. Lord Liquor. <laughs> Lord Liquor. He, triple uh, Zach. He would always... Triple yeah, Triple Zach. Zach. Oh, my God. <laughs> we got to come up with some more, like... Dude, that's little... great. Yeah, Zach, he uh, he and I, because we were, like, kind of, like, periphery friends for a while. Like, I knew that he lived near a building, and he was cool with you, and I had, like, seen him at bars a couple times, but, like, we would always see each other at the gym, and then it was just this awkward thing where, like, one, like... He'd look at me, but I wasn't looking at the time, and I'd look at him, and he wasn't looking at the time. And then, like halfway through the workout, it sounds like a love story. We'd make eye contact, and we'd just be like, "Yo, you need a spot." <laughs> <laughs> and then we'd walk over and have the same conversation every other day for for, for like five fucking months. Just be like, uh, "So, yeah. what you get into this weekend?" He'd be like, "I don't know." Like this, I was like, "I'd be like, oh yeah, I'm playing at the point." He'd be like, "Oh cool." It's hard. <laughs> it's hard to like. <laughs> it's hard to lift off of that sphere of friendship. It's yeah. hard to like break the atmosphere of that. It is weird. It's it's almost the same level of like breaking the friend barrier with a chick. Exactly. Not quite, but it's the same like trajectory because it's like you're hanging out with a chick and the biggest thing is like the first kiss because the second you kiss, then you've flipped the switch of, oh, this is a romantic relationship we have. Like before that, you could say like, okay, yeah, we watch TV. Yeah, we sat on the couch next to each other. You made me a couple drinks. We went out, but like, you know, these are all things I've done with my friends. The second you hit that <laughs> kiss move, the second you hit that kiss, it's the big friendship Which for switch. most girls is something they've also done with their friends. Yeah, true, true, true. <laughs> but for guys, the first kiss is so big of a deal to me. I remember not just my first kiss, but every first kiss, I remember. There you go. But uh, no, but that's the same thing with a dude. It's it's like when you get their number and it's like, okay, so we hung out like in a group of friends, but then it's like the next step is like, did I hit you up? And then we hung out like we did it without the glue. And the first time I hung out with Zach without you yeah. was with Mahedi. It was like... I remember. And you, that yeah. was like the barrier because I was like I was texting him and like I was texting in like my normal way where I like he would be What's like your normal way. My normal way is like 
You've probably only ever seen his adorable way. Yeah, you just like the way I text people. Like, like he was like, "Oh man, I'm thinking about going out, but also I'm like kind of beat from the day. Like I've been drinking all day. I'm kind of like literally just beat. like texting a girl. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> and I just said, and I just said, pussy. And I didn't really know him that well. I just said pussy. And then he was oh, like your like, normal way. Like you felt comfortable to yeah, like be yourself. I was just like, I'm going to just do this. It was like going in for the kiss. I was Did like, you have like butterflies. Or I was like, <laughs> you're looking at him. Pussy. Pussy. <laughs> and I was like, he's either going to respond to this and be like, oh, he's ragging on me. Like we're boys. Or he's going to be like, he's a fucking dick. <laughs> but like if he if he was like oh Jimmy's a dick then I'd be like oh then we could obviously never be boys bro because yeah. if I can't call you a pussy then what's the point what if you're a point what if you were like what if you were like why didn't you want to hang out and he was like sorry you were mean <laughs> yeah that's that's like a girl thing I'd be like all right dude whatever bro but yeah there's I feel a- like over the quarantine like you and Zach became such tight friends mm-hmm. can I see that Jimmy mm-hmm. well you and I became really Where's close over Chinese quarantine too actually yeah. Just Joppa Road things. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just Joppa Road things. It's like a meme with like us holding hands with like a bottom like sidewalk. In the middle of Joppa Road. Yeah, with like a handwritten thing. That starts right in front of Skyline. Yeah, that starts with the word end. All like girl poses start with the word end. I believed I was in love. It's like end from what? You didn't say anything before that. (laughs) I feel like I really... Over the whole quarantine, I keep talking like it's over because I'm like acting like a complete animal the past month. Has numbers skyrocketed. <laughs> I feel like before I gave a shit. Go on. Yeah. Um, it's unbelievable. I, I, we opened the studio right when numbers started skyrocketing. <laughs> I should say like the first part of the quarantine because it is still going on. But the Q1. first one, like, the first like or the first three months, which was like a quarter. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't really hang out with too many people. Like I only hung out with like my neighbors. Because, like, I didn't want to go downtown because people don't want you in their house. So, it's, like, if I come down there and have a beer, what if I have to pee? Or, like, you know what I mean? Like, people mm-hmm. just weren't comfortable having you in their house. So, I feel mm-hmm. like I just didn't leave my, like, area. Yeah. Which was fun. Like, we definitely mm-hmm. hung out with, like, Zach a lot. And it's been fun. It was, it was, but there's, the, the problem is, is there's only, from, for a lot of people, they're cool with it. And, and this is something that I've thought about a lot is that. On on Twitter, I feel like and and like on the internet, like introverts get like so much love, and people are like, "Oh man, like it was an introvert's dream to like just have an excuse to be in all day and stuff." But it's like yeah. nobody ever. I feel like extroverts are like the skinny bitches of like personality types. Like it's like everybody's like, "Oh, fat girls beautiful," but if you're skinny, it's like you know this. That, the other. It's like extroverts, like we're people too, bro. And like it was tough. It, <laughs> it was tough sucked. to not be able to have any social interaction for mm-hmm. that long of a period of time. And like nobody really talks about it. It's like everyone's that was, always personality shaming, dude. Personality shaming. It's like, oh, I'm sorry that I enjoy company. I'm sorry that I enjoy interacting with people. And like, yeah, I did what I had to do during the time period. But like, also, it's like, damn, nobody. You know, can we at least? Oh shit, there he is. I feel like we were pretty careful too. Like we always hung out outside or like on someone's balcony. I thought the I thought the Towson bus driver just rolled up and just opened the door. No, I opened it for some air. Fuck. I'm fucking dying over here, dude. We ordered an hour and a half ago. Yeah. I don't think it's coming, dude. Did you pay? Or did you say you're gonna pay cash? Card. Just so tell them to cancel. Just tell them to cancel it. Dude, they probably already made it. It's been an yeah. hour and a half. You don't think they've made it by now? All right, but if they didn't bring it to you, then you can tell them to cancel it. Dude, nah, just no. Wait. I just don't mean tell them to cancel. I mean, like, obviously wait for it. But like, if you don't get it, all you gotta do is call them tomorrow. And be like, hey, I never got the delivery. Can you cancel that order? 
It's not a big deal. Oh, I thought you meant call them right now and no, say, No, 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 Y'all better be hungry. I would like steamed dumplings <laughs> right now. Yeah. Yeah, I would like my shit. That's too. the one thing. People, whenever I talk about Towson Bass, people always show me that picture of like the, uh, because the, the staff at the point took that picture when Towson Best had like all this meat on the roof of... Dalton showed us that the other yeah. night. I didn't know that Towson Best took... I mean, um, the point took that yeah, picture. Yeah, it was the point staff that took it. And they always showed to me like, this is why I don't eat there. And I'm like, dude, honestly... Wait, what was... I don't even know happened? what I was looking at in that it picture. It was a picture and I, I don't want to... I feel bad throwing them under the bus like this because I'm coming from a perspective where I don't give a shit. But um, <laughs> Yeah, no, I still eat Towson Best. We love Towson Best. i like in quarantine. But there was we this, love the owners. Very pro Towson. There was this, best is the best. We just ordered from him, and we all are aware of the situation. But like, well, I wasn't aware of it, but I, I don't care really. They, they I like, know, I know they have good food, so I don't really care. It yeah. was taken like last year, and I think one of the bartenders at the point had taken a picture, of, or maybe the owner of the point had taken, I don't know, had t- taken a picture that on the roof of Towson Best they just had like a bunch of meat just hanging, just laying on the roof to dry, and uh, they were like, "This is." They called like the county board of whatever and Whoa. made a thing of it. And I was like, dude, honestly, I mean, what do you want them to do it in the parking lot? Come yeah, it's on. like, dude, if you're hanging meat, if you're drying meat, like, where are you gonna dry it? Like, you know, the roof is as good a place as any. Why not? I'm sure they could have done it more sanitarily. I mean, yeah. what are they gonna do? Put it outside on the sidewalk where people can fucking touch it and shit? Exactly, dude. See, now we're standing up for Towson Best, bro. Yeah. Dry your meat on your roof. If they're doing a fucking, if they have to like dry the duck skin on like duck or some shit and hang it up, that's right. Really, every dumb. fucking restaurant they does that in a window. They know what they're doing. I don't know how to dry ducks out or whatever. Yeah, like, what the fuck? Yeah. Just I because they dry ducks. <laughs> I mean, honestly, the point. The reason just, why nothing's come of it probably because it's legal. Asian shaming, dude. Yeah, dude. Seriously, you just don't understand their culture. Yeah, dude. you just don't know how to prepare a good Peking duck. Yeah, you guys are at the point of fucking making chicken and waffles. You don't have to dry waffles on the roof, dude. <laughs> so you don't know what you're talking about. But yeah. yeah, it does. even if it was them just having meat on the roof, I'd be like, all right, well, like, their sushi's good and I've never had any fucking problems, you know? Also, it's like, I don't know. If it was a, I mean, I just can't see them... Being like, all right, the fridge is full. We better go put the fucking meat on the roof. <laughs> where it's equally cool. Yeah, like, it, I don't know. It just yeah. doesn't make sense to me. It was it was probably either a thing where, like, they just had to get some shit out of the restaurant, but, like, they didn't want it, like, it would stink up the dumpster or something, so they just yeah. put it on the roof. Storage. If they put it on the roof, they probably either threw it out or they did it safe enough that it's, like, you guys are just fucking mm-hmm. When xenophobic. I saw the picture, I didn't even know what I was looking at. I was like... I don't think this is wrong. Like, I, I just think they know what they're doing. Yeah. I don't yeah. know what it is, but I think they know what they're doing. Also, the thing that we haven't touched upon is that Towson Strip, uh, not a big utilizer of the second floor of real estate that they have there. All of those bars have a second floor, mm-hmm. and all of them are just, like, storage or something. They have, like, pretty... If you, like, actually pay attention, which I never do... Or apartments, if, I think. Yeah, don't you, some some owners live up there and stuff? I think so, but I think most of them are used for storage. Like, I think somebody... Mm. I think you can live above the real thing. I think people live above the Towson tobacco market, but, like... Yeah, Michael lived above real thing for a while. Yeah, when he was, like, 16. But, like, you, there's some prime real... Like, good balconies up there. Mm-hmm. Then, like, yeah, put some meat on the roof, baby. <laughs> meat storage. So speaking of like all the Towson bars, ever since the bars have started to reopen the past month, I have my behavior has just been unacceptable. <laughs> like my drinking has been out of control. It's been unacceptable. Mm-hmm. I'm, I think I got it out of my system. I'm not sure. <laughs> but 
the first month was rough. Well, that... Oh, wait. Uh, so we saved this story for the Brothers cast. I want to hear about the graveyard. <laughs> oh, the graveyard? That was like... I'm just kidding. That was the first <laughs> the first weekend of the bar's opening, right? It was like the Maybe one the or two... couple weeks in, yeah. I think so. We... I, I'm kind of... How we began that night, because it was a Thursday night, and I'm always like... I remember oh, exactly how it started. Give it to me. <laughs> um, I was just antsy, because I was... In a poor little extrovert stuck inside for three months living alone. No one cared. And no one cared. <laughs> and, and I really was like very socially distant and safe. And But it was taking a lot of toll on my mental health. I started going on walks. Like, what the fuck? I don't yeah, go on walks. Fucked up in the head, bro. <laughs> and, um, my 80? You want on walks? <laughs> and I think it was like a Thursday night. And I had been avoiding going to bars, even though they had been open for a couple of weeks. And I said, you know what? I'm just going to go. I bet it's safe. And I texted you, and I was like, let's go just grab food. I didn't have any groceries. Let's just go get dinner at Rec Room. It's outside. It's safe. Like, we're not going inside. And you're like, oh, you read my mind. Let's go. Yeah, let's go get some food. I don't think we really ate. We just, they had this, they, it was 30% off drinks, because all the bars are doing these specials to try to attract people to come back. Mm-hmm. Um, that was at, like, 5 p.m. Cut to, like, 3 a.m., and we're in a graveyard, like trying to lift a grave in the middle of the night at 3 a.m. <laughs> You're got lifting the... a stone that had fallen over. I and assume. it was really all just because we wanted cigs, which is, I think, was. <laughs> Were there the... cigs under the graves? <laughs> I know this guy's got a fucking pack. Here of lies a pack the Marlboro of cigs. man. <laughs> <laughs> John Marlboro. <laughs> we were all fucking. We were all wasted. Just and by all of us, I mean me and Alex, and everyone else went home, and we were like, "Oh, let's go to Towson Tobacco Market get a pack of cigs," and then we we're gonna cruise the diner. Well, first we kind of got, kind of our, um, they started mopping the floor and like hitting my feet with the mop. They were like, "All right, are you guys ready to leave yet?" Yeah. Like we closed the rec room. It was a Thursday night. Um, it's like, dude, you're mopping a driveway. We were talking. I get it. I get it. We're we, out of here. We were talking about Jeez. God. We were talking about, um, about ast- God. We talked about God. We talked about, we talked about Atlantis. Should I, just, should I call travel. Towson Best and see where this is at right now? Yeah, call him up. Put him on the line, dude. Let's see what they have to say. All right. Ask him about the graveyard. I'm going to ask him. Yeah, I'm going to. We solved all the world's so problems. So I saw your night. roof situation. No, just say, hey, <laughs> just checking in on my delivery. Towson Best, how can I help you? How you doing? Um, I was calling to check on a delivery that I had. What's your address? 12 West Seminary. <laughs> uh, the driver's on the way. Okay, thank you. Uh, sorry, bye-bye. You're fine. Damn, dude. <laughs> Antsy Pants Dom just couldn't wait for the driver. <laughs> Fuck you guys. The driver's <laughs> on the way, dude. There's no way that driver's on the fucking way, dude. <laughs> He's been, sir, he's been on the way for an hour. It on the way works. where? It always works out like that. They're always on the way yeah. when I call, too. So what happened? So when we left the rec room, mm-hmm. and we wanted to get... We were like, oh, Towson Diner. Let's go to the Towson Diner. Yes. Because that's always the late night spot. But we didn't know that like during COVID, things close early. Mm-hmm. So we just kept walking up York Road until we found something open. Mm-hmm. And finally, there was an Exxon... I think we got cigarettes, but they didn't have any food. They didn't have any of those sandwiches in the cooler that I like. Like, yeah. like <laughs> I had for dinner today. Exxon, dude. It's like, <laughs> that is, there is the one thing that I will say is I don't think I'll ever get like a wrapped sandwich or especially sushi, but even like a sandwich. The only thing I'll get food wise from a gas station or a 7 Eleven is like hot dogs, pizza. Yeah. Hot dogs, by Taquitos. the way. Taquitos. 
I like taquitos. Any of the hot, like, not freshly, freshly baked stuff is good. Just like the roller stuff. Yeah, the roller stuff. Or honestly, the wings at 7-Eleven aren't bad. Yeah, I don't mind those things. But like those sandwiches, I know that nobody gets those. So how long are those fucking sandwiches sitting there? Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, they're actually usually very fresh. Because (laughs) (laughs) if I'm feeling healthy and I don't want like a fried taquito... I get like an Italian cold cut or like that turkey and cheese sandwich, which has no any nothing else, just turkey and cheese on it. I have heard that those sandwiches that you get at gas stations are some of the unhealthiest things you can get. Really, but they are looked into. They are all made fresh because I know they're delivered frequently. Our friend Valance works at like one of those places. He works. It's like a warehouse, and they just do food prep all day, and they like prepackage sandwiches and wraps and salads, and then they just send them to like Rofo and Seven Eleven. I think they're pretty freshly delivered. I don't know if they're fresh, but. So then we were like, now what? But then we went down to McDonald's. Mm And we went in. Remember, it was like a war zone in there. It, it looked was, like the apocalypse inside man. McDonald's. Are all the are all the homeless people still in McDonald's? Or uh, I didn't did see anybody see in there. COVID. Like what happened to them? But you know that like orange construction walling. I don't know what you call it. Like it's like fencing. It's like plasticky like the fencing. Barricade stuff. Yeah, the whole McDonald's was wrapped up in that orange stuff, so you couldn't sit down anywhere. It looked like the end of the world. Weird. Yeah, it it was uh because there was a lot of stuff that again I just. Keep on trying to bring this back a little bit, like tagging it in every now and then. Yeah, yeah. About the <laughs> mental health aspect of these things. Yeah. That to a have been hold up for as long as we were. Yes. And then when you're allowed, it's just like it is. It is tough. It is mm-hmm. tough. And then you go into McDonald's and it's like, it's just it looks like post apocalyptic almost. It's it was like creepy. so crazy. Yeah. And like I remember seeing videos when I was younger of like people in China wearing masks and shit like that, and always being like, "Dude, how the fuck did they get to that point?" Yeah, for like the bird flu and shit. Yeah, and then yeah. like you you realize like, oh, it's not that hard. Like, yeah. there's a lot of things that that have come about in very 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 recent history, like in the past year, that you've seen just how quickly shit can go a different direction. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's uh, it's been it's been a uh, kind of hard to to you know, process in my mm-hmm. mind. But we got our food. We ate it out in the parking lot. Like sat on people. the curb. It was like three in the morning, sat on yeah. the curb and ate it. Then on the walk home is when I said, can we please go to the graveyard? <laughs> Cause <laughs> it was I like just, 3 a.m. or something. It was like 3 a.m. I just really wanted to go to the overlook cemetery yeah, or yeah. whatever it's called. Well, it's cool in there. Like when you actually get to the top so and cool. you can see all of the towels and stuff. And we just walked through. I was so scared. We we're going to get in trouble. Because your phone was dead. You kept being like, hey, turn your flashlight on. I want to see what year this gravestone is from. <laughs> so we're like turning the flashlight on and off, on and off, like um, I don't think Morse code it, or you, something. I don't think there's any hours where you can't visit it. We used to go I there all the it, time, too. And I remember one time a cop rolled through, and he didn't say anything to us. Really? Yeah, because there's a drive like path on it. Yeah, And a yeah. cop drove through, I, I guess. I you were allowed to be there late at night. <laughs> I might just not have seen you. Like it was fun though, did. but then there was a That's tombstone it. that was knocked over. That like maybe some kids knocked it over to be dicks, or maybe a storm. I don't know. Maybe Dude, no erosion. storm was knocking yeah. that over, bro. Maybe like erosion, like mud. Oh, we got to oh. open the moat then. Well, we got to wait for Dom. Okay. Not and then Jimmy was just COVID. Just livid. That. You were like, some kids knocked this over. Like that is not right. That is not like respectful. Come mm-hmm. on. And you're like, help me lift this. Yeah. And then we're both just like trying to lift this tombstone up heavy, dude. to put it back it's, out yeah, of respect. Yeah. Unbelievably heavy. I like, could not believe well, how do you heavy remember, it was. Do you remember the Eagle Scout project we did there? 
where we were like lifting up tombstones that were knocked over. I don't remember that. Well, so maybe you weren't there, but I just remember um, we were lifting one up. We were like put a stick under it and got like a log for a fulcrum to like uh-huh. lift it up off the ground so then people could get their hands on it. And I remember it fell back down (gasps) on on David Callahan's (gasps) hands. And he had like just lashes across his fingers. Yeah, they're just like bleeding. Oh my gosh. Because they're heavy as fuck. I couldn't believe how heavy it was. That thing must have been at least like a thousand pounds. We both could not lift it together. Ridiculous. We were like, and that's when I realized like, this is not normal. Yeah. We like went out to dinner, like low key dinner Thursday night, <laughs> cut to three AM. We're like trying we, to lift a getting fucking stone at three in the morning. <laughs> well it's 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 difficult and like I, I look, I'm I'm I usually am pretty hard on myself about those things, about mm-hmm. like losing control and going out. But I think that mm-hmm. was like a necessary thing, like getting out of your system. Like we had been pent up for so long that it was like, dude, like we were going out. Like you're burning three, it off. Finally, yeah. yeah. It was like finally yeah. getting to like socialize, talk to the bartender friends that hadn't seen in so long, mm-hmm. and that was fun. Yeah. And and the one thing I will say, it wasn't that different. I expected things to be way more different in terms of like the bars. Like really, mm-hmm. it's the bigger the establishment, the more strict they are about shit. But like the privately owned bars are just like, mm-hmm. all right, we're we're chilling, we're here. You yeah. Know? But uh, I was expecting things to be like way weirder, and I was it was really refreshing to just kind of go back out and just mm-hmm. see people, and it was it was nice, dude. It was yeah. really nice. Nice. And I shouldn't feel guilty about like my alcoholism because I'm supporting local businesses the past month. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they had they lost so much money over three months, so I'm trying to like make up for that. And also think <laughs> of how much money you've saved. Like I I was doing the math and like in a reg in full swing of things like before pre COVID all this shit. I was going out and spending probably at least minimum 200 a week on going out, like between various bars. You know, if you mm-hmm. factor in, like if I go out on a Friday night, I'm it doesn't hit me at all if I spend $100 at the bar. There it is. Talison Best is here. I saved so much money over the quarantine. And now, now that we're in the beginning of July, I have to pay my credit card bills. And I'm like scared to see what I did the past month. Oh, I'm like scared to look at my bill. Damn. But I, I saved a lot, so. Yeah, I've definitely saved more money than I ever have Same. during quarantine. And I didn't even oh try. God, dude, it's insane. Fucking, I didn't even try. Eric, you're, I feel like you're living La Vida Loca right now with that money. Yeah, dude. I'm I'm doing okay. <laughs> that's that's fucking sweet. You might honestly, you might have enough if you can if you're up to like ten thousand dollars, you can put a down payment on a house, no fucking problem, bro. True, but I don't know if I want a house right now because I don't have a job to pay for it. You, <laughs> I, I will say that even though you've been able to like stay stable, mm-hmm. you've been really responsible about not like spending money on like shoes and shirts and all that uh, stuff. Well, like, I stopped. No, now I am. <laughs> I know. I started again too. I like. I feel yeah. like over quarantine, we both were like, "All right, we're not going to." Well, buy the first any three months, I was like very good at not spending money, but like I've kind of let it slip. A I little bought bit. two new Supreme I haven't shirts been last too week. Bad, but. But yeah, I definitely, definitely over the last like two weeks, I've been like, all right, I stopped myself from buying all this stuff during quarantine, but now I'm, I feel comfortable to do it just because like, Mm -hmm. I know I have like a little nest egg now to be like, yeah, just in case. June, we went crazy. Yeah. And it's okay. Word. Ooh, Speaking yeah. of alcoholism, we can start popping this Moet, I think. Oh, let's oh, open the Moet. Mo. Sure, yeah. For sure. I've never had Moet before. I've only heard about we it in like, get that songs. on camera. 
I saw it at the store today, and I was like, I've ne- I, I only ever buy like ten dollar bottles yes. of champagne, <laughs> and I saw that, and I was like. I've only heard about this in songs. This is the 200th episode. I'm letting you guys pop it for us, dude. Yeah. They gave us any utensils? Chopsticks, baby. Oh, fuck yeah. Slopsticks. All right, so in terms of the eating, just don't uh, just don't eat in the mic, but yeah, well, obviously we're eating. We can also wrap up. We I feel like we've been going over an hour, right? Yeah, true, true. We can wrap up in a little bit. We we can hold off on eating the food, or if Dom wants to start, just put the mic on the side. Yeah, yeah. I don't care if we eat while we're talking. Just, okay. They didn't give us any. Don't eat the it's, mic. So. it's the two hundredth episode. Let's it's make it a yeah. long one. Dude, you gotta fucking you gotta fucking grind on the two hundredth episode, baby. It doesn't ha- necessarily have to be a four-hour one like my doesn't 30th have be, birthday. Doesn't have to be a marathon cast, but we still need to tell the Columbus story, though. Oh, we need to tell the Columbus story. Oh, there's some, there's some, there's some topics that I had, even though my phone's dead. I, I remember having them. I have some. Oh my god, I have something embarrassing I wanted to bring up. Um, when you've been in my condo the past few like month, couple months or whatever, in my bathroom, have you seen my new little like um. Sanitary napkins. Oh shit! That's the Moet. That's the Moet. Have you seen my little like medical wipes in the bathroom? I don't think so. No. It's oh well. Thank God. (laughs) It's humiliating. What is it? What is it for? Okay. In the beginning of the quarantine, remember how like you couldn't find toilet paper anywhere? Mm Mm-hmm. So I was like, I'm gonna get ahead of the curve. I'm gonna just start buying stuff that like nobody else would think to buy like um i bought like huge boxes of like tissues because i was like if i run out of toilet paper now it's silly to talk about because now like toilet paper is back in stock so yeah it's fine. yeah yeah but in the beginning remember it was like so that was like everywhere. the big thing too is that i was like oh my god we're not gonna have any toilet paper i'm like dude how so i thought i was being clever and i wanted to buy different things like tissues um i found like wet wipes like you know how some people use wet wipes and stuff it's mm-hmm. really nice to use them um, oh, wet wipes are awesome. They're awesome. You gotta have wet wipes, dude. They're great. I never really bought them before. I never really used them, dude. It is. I mean, it, it, like I've said it before on here, and I'll say it again. You. I if, think Eric told me you like using them too. Well, the reality is, is that if you've never, because it started. Look, vulgar. I know you said last week it sickened you to listen to us talking about our dick sensitivities and things. So <laughs> I don't want to get too. Graphic. I was just making my like grilled cheese, and I don't want to get too graphic in this. But I will say this. Next time you take a shit, anybody listening, uh, wipe your ass to what you would consider completion. Right. And then I want you to, in some way or another, either splash water on your ass or use a wet wipe <laughs> and then wipe again. And you will be astonished by how much more work you have to do. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's just the reality. And so... Do you do the... When you wipe, do you do... So sometimes what I do, just to make sure I'm extra clean, is I kind of like push a little bit to like even get the inside seam <laughs> holy clean shit your eric you clean your colon yeah. well not the not the paper like i do the push of a poop yes to kind of no, just like be re- and then i go back to my relaxed state and be like all right and i wipe but, total clean eric i know exactly what you're talking about <laughs> i'm and, getting the nastiest illustration and, and i will in my head i right will now. say i will say i know exactly what you're talking Basically about prolapses his ass yeah you prolapse okay because here's the problem that's how you get hemorrhoids and I know that because I had hemorrhoids. Well, this is a great segue to what I have in my bathroom. <laughs> hemorrhoids. So in the beginning of the quarantine, when you couldn't find any toilet paper on Amazon, you couldn't find anything good on Amazon, I um, 
I found the only wet wipes that were in stock on Amazon were Preparation H hemorrhoidal wipes. <laughs> so you got them just Hell because you yeah. wanted to clean your ass? So I got them just to like have wet wipes in my bathroom. But I was, but I don't have hemorrhoids um, right now. Now you're but, never um, gonna get them. <laughs> but um, prep, so preventative. I have, <laughs> I, have this, <laughs> I have this giant box of like like jumbo sized hemorrhoidal wipes in my bathroom, and I just use them because I like feeling clean, you know. Yeah. But um, but it's good that no one can really come over because that'd well, be something well, they'd have to explain. Well, that's what I'm trying to explain to him because. Every night after the bars, like if we end up back at my place, like you and some other people over the other night, and we were all drunk, and then the next day I go to use my bathroom, and like there's my hemorrhoid wipes, <laughs> like right out in the open, and I was like, how many people saw that last night, dude? I I, I will say that I I definitely had hemorrhoids, even though you were you don't did you because use, you did proactively you yeah. prophylactically you should have tried my um, hemorrhoid proof your asshole. You should have tried my hemorrhoidal wipes the other night. That's what that's what preparation H should be. You're preparing for H, baby. You're <laughs> <preparing>. <laughs> like I don't, that's just, that you used them right. I feel like I actually got I actually went in and I went to CVS and, and it's weird and I feel like girls have to deal with this a lot more because girls like first of all every girl I've known has done two things way more than me every girl I know goes to the doctor like at least four times a year it's ridiculous it's crazy I get why they have to but I haven't been to the doctor probably since I was 20 maybe not even then I think I was probably graduated from high school <laughs> Jesus, I haven't been to the yeah. doctor in so fucking long I don't even know who my doctor is. I don't think I have a doctor. <laughs> I, don't I don't think, think I, you have I don't a doctor. Think you have a anyone doctor. that yeah. knows I exist in the medical field. <laughs> but like I'm just but like also every girl I know travels way more too. Like girls are always on like trips and shit like that and I'm yeah, just Yeah, they like, got to get like shots for the trips and shit. Yeah, exactly. It all adds up. It all adds up, but I so I'm not used to going in there and like buying shit that is like vulnerable. You know, like girls always have to go in and buy like tampons and fucking pads and and plan b god forbid and all this other bullshit like you know god forbid this is the first time i was like god forbid ever god in my forbid. life god forbid plan b I'm gonna use it several times drink that shit oh my god god forbid she gets her to this kid i don't want god forbid but um but so this is one of the few times that i've had to go in there and buy something that was kind of embarrassing because i get? had What'd you get i had hemorrhoids you got preparation and eight. so i went to the hemorrhoid aisle there is not a hemorrhoid aisle. It's a hemorrhoid, hemorrhoid alcove. <laughs> like on the like on grocery stores where they have lists of what's going on. Like yeah, cereal, peanut butter, jelly, bananas, <laughs> hemorrhoid cream. <laughs> it's like, why is this next to the bananas? Oh, okay. Um, so I go in there and uh, all they had left was suppositories. They didn't have any cream. They didn't have any of the wipes. I feel like that's counterintuitive. Preparation H suppositories? Preparation H suppositories. I bet they work really well. For anyone who doesn't know what a suppository is, which first off, you're stupid. Yeah. Second off, you have to stick them up your ass. Up your ass. You have to is slide it, like, it by the hemorrhoid. Like if Eric yes. was wiping Is it like a ass. little pill that you It's like a little pill. It's about the size. It looks like is this. Is it like a Flintstone this vitamin? Bent, this yeah. Bent Miller High Life cap, it's a it's a little bit bigger than that. So did you do a suppository? Because I did do a suppository once in my life, and it was the worst. When you were a kid, right? I got used to it, man. when I had food poisoning. I had that? food poisoning and they couldn't give me medicine orally. So they're like, you need a suppository. Do you want your mom to be in the room? And I was like, no. <laughs> no I don't want you to be in the room, bro. That. Can I do this myself? You're a doctor. <laughs> Did they have to Dr. do it for Kim? you? Why would you yeah, even ask? Do you Dr. want your yeah, mom Dr. to Kim. be in the room as we shove this up your ass, Mr. I would have said yes. No. 
As she's not I, even here right now. What, am I going to call her and tell her to come? She was there right when she asked. Would you I like us no. to invite your grandmother? As we're, <laughs> no! You call your closest friends, you your MySpace your top six. Emergency <laughs> contact list. Uh, we've noticed you've been texting this girl a lot on your phone. We've told her to swing on by <laughs> as we shove this pill up your ass. In one of those like medical theaters. <laughs> I would like the surgery like, going on at the bottom. Do you mind if we bring in a couple of... Um, People training. (laughs) (laughs) So I go to the, uh, I pick up the suppositories, the only thing left, and I go to the front desk of CVS and I bring them up and the scanner's not working. Nuh-uh. This is about four or five years ago. Yeah, it literally was. It was ridiculous. I go there and he's like, oh, it's not scanning. I'm like, well, you just know the price? And he's like, hold on one second. He goes on the intercom and he goes, price check on preparation H suppositories. Nuh-uh. Dude. Yeah, and you're the only register. <laughs> <open>. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's CVS. They only have one register open at a oh time. There's four employees wandering the store <laughs> to get the item I number for been like, each. Dude, I'm literally sitting there in <laughs> I line. I like calls the scene. I was like, dude, you gotta be fucking kidding me. So I get oh the price God. check. He gets it. Like it an I entire pay- sorority behind you <laughs> buying tampons. <laughs> So I take him home. Try Delta's behind Try him. Try Delta. Just <laughs> unbelievable, dude. I couldn't believe he did that. I was like, you don't have the presence of mind for this shit. Um, and, you know, I got him. I took him so home. So I want to hear about how it went. It went, I will say this. It went fine. It went fine. Like, like it what? definitely helped. Did it dissolve in there or what happened? How Here's you, the thing. I know, like, you put it up there. I feel like it would just fall right out. <laughs> dude, you put it up there and then it just like is there. And, and then it, just it takes dissolves. a certain amount of time to like go away, and so you're just walking around with literally something in your ass. It's so it's so. Uh. So yeah. like, how so did you now do it? Jimmy did you, starts his day by popping one of those in. Do you have to like <laughs> squat down to put it in, or dude, do you standing, or were you like laying down? No, dude. I, it's like, what sex position do you want to be in? While you, <laughs> no, dude, I actually lay on my bed on my back and put my ankles behind my fucking ear. <laughs> Jimmy, yeah. Jimmy goes yeah. in the bath. <laughs> Can I get a hoi? Jimmy Can stands on his bathroom sink. The story gets really bad when he went, oh, uh, oh. <laughs> Dom, can you help me? Dom, you got to try these. Dom, did you call mom yet or what? <laughs> Put a goddamn suppository in. Dom, what's our doctor again? <laughs> it was it was ludicrous. Wow. But those, those situations are like so embarrassing. Like recently I got sick um, uh, when I believe I had the coronavirus. I believe wholeheartedly I had the coronavirus at the beginning of January. I think and I'm I not did. even fucking yeah, around. I think I had it. I think January. I did too. wholeheartedly believe it. Jimmy and I were dead to the dead. world. Because I, because yeah. I, I, the reason is I got sick twice, and I never get sick twice mm-hmm. ever. I rarely ever get sick once in a year. I got sick with what I think might have been the flu. I was down for like a week, and I got better. And then New Year's Eve, I got sick again, and I was down for like almost a month. Like it was like yeah. bad. Wow. And uh, yeah, that was the weird thing about that. Because I got it obviously because like we weren't being safe at all. We no one was being all. safe at all. We were smoking no. splits at so the same we time. Were, just... But we both had like the same like just raspiness and like congestedness for like literally a month. Mm-hmm. It was insane. And we didn't think anything of it. The, I just I mean? like, I don't know. Cause I, I, I mean like in terms of like sharing shit with each other, yeah, we yeah, didn't yeah. think anything of it. It's so weird. Well, I didn't even think anything of it as like a sickness either. Cause I was like, it's getting better. I can tell it's getting better, but mm-hmm. like, this just is out of like it's out of the realm of anything I've ever experienced flu wise. Yeah, or, 
I will say that probably one of us got it from the other for fucking sure. I got There's it from no you for sure. You got it from me. <laughs> yeah. I think I got it from Mahedi. I think you got it down from one of your gigs. I no, maybe I it was from, from that Mahedi. jewel that Mahedi left at your house. That was around the same time. I was, I was I was up all night on New Year's Eve. I was with Rachel Morris, Mahedi, and Mahedi's friend, and we were sitting in Mahedi's apartment debating politics until like literally seven in the morning on New Year's Day. And I was, we went through like four pods of his fucking jewel, just passing it back and forth, ripping. And like, I woke up the next morning and like, it was like a hangover type of thing, but it was a hangover that never got better, just kept getting worse. And then like, after a week, I was like completely fucking done. It was crazy. Mm -hmm. And I've never had an experience like that. And, uh, you know, I know it's like a cliche thing to say. Like, I saw some tweet that was like, things that stupid people say, like, I probably already got the coronavirus. It's like, no, I'm pretty fucking sure it's a possibility yeah it's absolutely a possibility we didn't start testing for it until fucking when when was the first recorded case in maryland was like after march like we weren't looking for it if you had flu-like symptoms like i did like eric did like other people did Mm -hmm. in january you weren't thinking oh it's this thing you were just thinking like like, oh i guess i don't have to get a flu shot now yeah you're like oh i got it i'm good that i ever get one like they weren't (laughs) looking for it so it's 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 you know people i don't know Regardless, I was taking a bunch of ibuprofen because at that same time period, I had sprained my finger um, oh, playing shit. basketball. The first time I played basketball in like seven years, and I fucking sucked. I was playing with Lucas. Oh, no. But luckily, Lucas was like a D1, D2 college basketball player. And so we were playing these kids at Kenilworth, and like we eked out a, a W. I how think I scored you, like one How'd you point. end up at the Kenilworth basketball courts? I don't know. We just went there. I don't know. I used to live That's right close. up. I used to live at the Across um, the street. You know, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, it'd be either that or Calvert High, high School. Yeah, or like Ridgely or ones. fucking the ones by where I grew up, East Towson. Mm-hmm. But um, I was taking a bunch of ibuprofen because I had to play gigs with this like broken pinky. And so I would, yeah. I would down like six before a gig I so I would that. numb my fingers so I could play guitar. And uh, it made me constipated, which I'm never... What makes you constipated? The ibuprofen. Oh, it does? Yeah, isn't that a then, thing? I don't know. Well, I think <laughs> it's a thing. Yeah. Um... Could have I, uh, been the suppositories. So, so I got super like that, and like I just wasn't like I couldn't shit for like four days, and it like I would just have these like weird things in my I stomach. I wish that would happen to me, huh? I wish that would happen to me, dude. <laughs> you, I can't you, stop it. You wish for it until you realize that like that stuff's gotta go, bro. And just sits yeah. there, and like I would just get like random stomach aches. So I went to the CVS, and I had to buy another <laughs> embarrassing fucking thing, and I had to go in there, and I got Xlax. Damn. And uh, this I've time it was going to read a trip price check on X-Lax for the guy that brought Preparation H last <laughs> week. We got a guy that can't shit up at all. X-Lax, suppository. Pretty sure his hemorrhoids are blocking his shit <laughs> <Yeah>. on aisle <laughs> one. He's stuffing his ass with suppositories and now it's all blocked up. We need to shit it out. This guy will definitely be taking a monster shit in the next 25 yeah. minutes. Price check on that aisle OD'd one. on suppositories <laughs> and now he needs to shit them all out. You should start going to Walgreens. They respect me there Walgreens. A lot. Walgreens. They're Right across the street. They are another price. <laughs> they respect non-contact the suppository delivery. Yeah, and I well, use Allie's phone number there, and sometimes I get five to ten dollars off. What was their motto? What was their motto? <laughs> this was for her. What's their motto? Walgreens. Yeah, they had like a motto. No like, judging. Subway eat friend best or, or something. It was like something like that. It was like your friend or like oh. like a good neighbor. Walgreens is there. It was like something like something that. Something like that. Whatever. Regardless, I got the X Lex perfectly cleanly this time the guy at scan this time yes at okay. cvs actually i think it was a walgreens not a thing about anyway that's, that's awesome. why it was i, I think walgreens. that's why it was it was a walgreens across from mcdonald's <laughs> yes and um that's my walgreens took it home took one 
it didn't really do anything for me. <laughs> you were uh -oh. treating X-Lax like edibles. <laughs> <laughs> Man, this X-Lax ain't doing shit. <laughs> yeah. I did a half. Fucking oh, down. God. The guy at the counter was like, You're trust just tripping me. on the toilet Take for the one, rest of the night. Wait an hour. Right. <laughs> the chick at the counter is like in dress. She's like, okay, so what you're going like, to want to do. Eat half of one first. You're going to take this pill. You're going to break it up to like an eighth. And then you're going to like eat an eighth. And I'm like, like, what? So I take the fucking x lack. You're like, wait, you so, don't put this in your ass? <laughs> <laughs> you're talking about this. What? <laughs> so I, I do it. And uh, I come home last two weeks ago. And we always have people running around in our apartment doing all kinds of crazy shit. People, Dom has his friends over and they throw up in our yeah, fucking like, toilet. Jimmy, what are you bar. taking? Can you give me one? Dude. <laughs> oh my God. So I come home. No fairs. You got to share. <laughs> I come home. Jimmy had a whiskey and what? x lax <laughs> Whiskey x lax <laughs> I come home and I get up in the morning. I'm hungover as fuck and I'm looking for toothpaste. Was we're out of toothpaste. Naturally. And I'm down under the sink looking for shit. And I had taken that X-Lax. I took one pill out of it. Didn't really do anything for me. I threw it in the back. I said, I'm not going to throw it away because maybe one day I'll need this again. That's how you acquire medicine. My parents would always have random ass medicines in the cabinet. And I'd be like, yeah. when the fuck did you ever do this? And it's like, oh, yeah, 25 years ago I had like a fucking this thing. And now I just have that for the rest of my fucking life forever. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I'll just have X-Lax for the rest of my life. I've only been constipated once in 27 years, so when I'm 54, yeah. I'll pop You'll another give it one. To your I son. still have ringworm <laughs> cream by my bed. I haven't yeah. had a ringworm in like six years. Exactly. <laughs> so I come home, and I had it buried away in the back times. corner behind the Q-tips. I come back, and I see the X-Lax box had been moved in my cabinet to Ooh. sitting on top of the scrubbing bubbles, the cleaning thing, which meant that I know that whoever's in my apartment was under my sink and saw looking the fucking X-Lax. What were they doing under there? They were probably looking for the, the cleaner to clean up their fucking throw up on the toilet. Oh. <laughs> so like, you know, Wasn't more power to that girl that Zach brought over? Yeah, Sandy Cheeks. Oh, Sandy no. Cheeks. No, Ooh. it was. It might have been her. might have been Damn. her. You said that she, she threw won up them. everywhere, didn't she? She did, but also your friend Andrew did. Dude, plenty yeah, of people. Yeah, but dude, that was... But like that happens every last I think year anytime I've like seen Jill that kid Juliana throws up. throw up in our apartment at least once every other week. Like, dude, so many people throw up in my toilet, but not me. And that's what kind of pissed me off. I think I've thrown up in our toilet one time. And it was in the morning. It was the first time I'd ever thrown up from a hangover. Normally my thing growing up or I don't as think I have when apartment. I started when I started drinking, it was always if I can make it to sleep, I'm good. I'm not gonna throw up. I was never a morning thrower upper. And then the first time I threw up was, I think, like eight months ago after a hangover. And I woke up and I fucking threw up in the toilet. And it was just this like yellow, bile-ish looking shit. Yeah. And I was like, yep. oh, geez. Was it right after you brushed your teeth and you're like, whoop? <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm a big gagger when I brush my teeth, too. I fucking, dude, I fucking deep throat the shit out of my toothbrush when I do that shit. Dude, my toothbrush doesn't have to go pretty far in for me to be like, whoop, I'm about to throw. Do you have an electric <laughs> toothbrush? Nah. You feel, I feel I like you'd be an electric toothbrush I'm guy. such a cheapskate. Actually... This quarantine has made me cheap as shit because I saved <laughs> so much over the quarantine. I was like, I could get into saving money. Yeah. Like, I buy the cheapest toothbrushes now. Really? I'm, I'm cheap. I'm, I'm I just have an electric toothbrush because we get them from Christmas like every other year. My problem with electric toothbrushes is I don't know how to like maintain them. Like, if you have to buy new batteries or buy a new well, little, you just need to get up. a new little head, the new head or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And so I'll have an electric toothbrush until the head gets bad, and then I'm like, I don't feel like figuring out what brand of head this is. So I just buy like a dollar travel toothbrush and then... Dude, they don't work, abuse bro. Abuse my gums. They don't work because I abuse my gums like you do. 
Like mm-hmm. I fucking, I fucking. Brush. It's definitely a different clean. You feel a little cleaner if you just jam a brush in there. I don't know. My dentist says it. I'm doing an awesome job. Good. Well, uh, coming from a guy who doesn't go to the dentist and hasn't been in years, but I floss <laughs> every day. That's well, good. that's ridiculous. Multiple dude. times a day, morning and night, I floss every. Well, time. you're lucky. You don't have to floss, Jimmy. Why do you got like to floss? the perfect amount of distance dude, in between each teeth? Each teeth. Look at my fucking teeth. Bro. Teeth. <laughs> it's look at my fucking it's teeth. just not all of them. When he uses floss, the floss is like. Dude, okay. like the floss doesn't want to make you feel bad. So like, he does some shit. The floss is like, Haha, yeah, we're clean. You have to get like extra, magnum extra floss. Extra width floss. <laughs> yeah. Dude, well, the I reason Jimmy needs magnum to use his gold floss. The reason I have magnum, <laughs> magnum floss. The reason I floss is because I don't want bad breath. And I think when I don't floss for like a week or two, I yeah. get bad breath. And because well, a little talk about food gets talk about during quarantine. I never realized how f- dank my breath is until I have a mask on. I'm like, holy shit. Like, is everybody else smelling this? Dude, I think it's the tongue, dude. Bad breath comes from the yeah, tongue. Yeah, the tongue, too. But the there's tongue. definitely some food stuck in there that will give a little stink. I refuse to believe that bad breath has anything to do with the fucking teeth, dude. I think I've my, definitely, I think I've, the flossing I've, helps. I've flossed a little piece of fleck out and smelled it and be like, ugh. Fleck? <laughs> a fleck of food, yeah. And you smell it. Look, yeah, I'll tell gross. you, uh, <laughs> bad foot smell comes from under the toenails i know that for a fact i think my oh, toes yeah, a little are like dunk. Dank. you ever smelled your toenails after you clipped them my yeah they're mine you smelled your toenails stink yeah no dom you also, don't smell your toenails because they're all on the fucking carpet i think i have <laughs> i think i have like that bacterial infection in my toes my toenails stink mine like, aren't bad right. but i have to like really dig in to get the little gunk shit like out. cheesy yeah my ex-girlfriend but also used... i never talk about sickening. how many of you actually Sorry. wash your feet in the shower <laughs> let's be real no, do I don't wash, wash your feet I don't wash in the shower. I wash no, my I, feet do. In the I do. I do it if I'm like, if I'm like, I need to wash my feet. But otherwise, I'm like, oh, no, I'm I like slip. use one water foot to slip the on the dam. You know what? But Eric? do you put soap on it or do you? I do. And okay. you know what? I was thinking about. I thought about other men, including you, mm-hmm. when I saw this meme the other day, and it was a meme that a lot of people had liked, but I didn't relate to it. And it was how men shower. And it was like a guy, like a, a cartoon guy. Yeah. And he had like a thing like on his armpits, on his balls. And then for the rest, it said, oh, water will get it. That's yeah. what I do. I That's will what I say do. That's that what I, I do am, too, Eric. <laughs> look, I've added myself about my hygiene multiple times on this podcast. I don't give a fuck because I feel like for the most part, I keep it together. So I don't care. I don't shower every day unless I yeah, need to. Yeah, it's fine. I, I don't, don't shower either. every day unless yeah. I need to. If I go to the gym, I shower. If I haven't done anything that warrants a shower... I won't do it, but, and the reason is, because if I fucking take a shower, I take a fucking shower. Okay. Like, I fucking get every square inch, I will sit in there and lather up the back of my hand and sit there like I'm doing the PE flexibility test yeah. and get all my entire back. Don't get me wrong, I do that, if I, if I actually get dirty or very sweaty, or if I'm like, I might have sex. I might have sex. <laughs> Ew, that Eric. was a big. That was a big middle school thing where I was just like, I got a shower because I might have sex. You had and sex I, in no, middle school. He believed he would not. have sex. Uh, more I believed I would have sex. <laughs> if I washed more. Now when he Didn't showers, work. he's like, I probably won't have sex. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, but like if I am actually very dirty. I will, I'll clean under my armpits. I even have a little, I have a washcloth now. Ooh. I have two washcloths You know, now. that's, that is a apparently- One that's brown, that's for downtown, <laughs> and one that's like, <laughs> it's multi-textured, so you can do it on the face or the body. I have heard 
that a washcloth is a a black thing because in black Twitter they're always like, "How do white people wash without washcloths?" Yeah. My grandmother, my mom, was black. <laughs> well, she grew up in the projects, and she always had a washcloth. And when we went over her house, well, she was made fun of for not having yeah, one exactly. so much that she exactly. just exactly. Hey, Rose, the pony. <laughs> We always had them growing up. Our parents always, we always had washcloths. Yeah, I know black I never but had, I never used them as a kid. I used them, but I don't have a washcloth I, right now. I just thought it was kind of gross. We have a like my bro, whole loop. family uses this washcloth and I'm just supposed to use it too. Like, <laughs> this is, I was already, I already well, had, had to get our, all the hand-me-downs, but then I was like, you I'm just didn't use. want to use my washcloth because we shared a shower. Uh, well, no, I don't know. I just thought I just wouldn't use it. I love that just you guys shared a shower. My we whole family shower. shared one yeah. shower. Well, well we, we shared a shower on in, in the new Rogers house. Forge. Yeah, and then mm. we got our own bathroom at the new house. Oh wow! And then Eric used to always like call me out and be like, "There's hair all over the walls in the bathroom." Dude, that is Jimmy one. And my mom would be like, "Um, do you mean hair from your head or?" <laughs> no, like, I didn't know any I difference. Know. <laughs> What's hair on your ball supposed to look like, Mom? Tell me, and I'll tell you. Yeah, I have one. I'm every not letting that I fall turn, off. Every time I I'm turn not on the putting bath, that on the wall. Every time I turn on the bath, a freaking wad of Jimmy's hair comes out of the drain. I'm just like, that's because I got fucking chest hair, bro. Dude, that's not your fucking chest hair. What is my ball hair? Your head hair. All right, I think. Yeah, who it's cares? just head hair. Who cares? Still, who fucking cares, bro? And I don't, I don't get grossed out. Every time stuff. I go to the sink, I got Dom's fucking ball hair. All I don't trim my balls in the sink. I trim. Then over how the, does it get on the sink? Over the toilet. <laughs> do you take it there? Do you take it there? Do you trim your balls in the other room and say, "Oh, here we go. This is a good fucking spot so, to just." And let's fucking, just say this. So He's using your manscape, <laughs> which is oh the same God. thing that I use to get myself a haircut. Real quick, guys, this conversation. Same, honestly, same. I use that same clipper on everything. Oh no, Absolutely I can't do that. everything. Jimmy uses it on his face. I use it on my I face. It my I use it on my face before this podcast. I went home and I took a shower and I, I trimmed my face for episode 200. Oh my god! Episode 200 brought to you by Manscaped. <laughs> We're giving it back to you guys. No we'll free promo. We'll no free promo. We'll just say if you want to go to manscaped.com and you order something, you can get 20% off if you use the promo code LFTS. Still? If it's still working. LFTS. I don't know. I use just try it. using it first. I don't know. Yeah, but if not, just type in like uh, uh, promo code Gavin or something or Ben Shapiro 8. I don't fucking know. Somebody's got a promo code. Just type it in. But try ours first because that makes us feel really do, nice. Do YKWD. YKWG. Yes. WD. Whitest kids you don't You know, know. what, dude. <laughs> Spidey had a Manscaped um, promo. Use code Spidey if LFTS doesn't work. <laughs> oh, shit. One of the cameras just went out. Are you serious? Yeah. yeah. Jimmy's, who cares? Oh, plugging in onto the thing. I mean, we could probably wrap it up anyway. Oh, man, no, I'm having fun. Go. I don't need to go. Not for like another 30 minutes. I'm having too much fun. I, I so that's why I kind of want to just drink now. I got a couple more topics I'm going to bring up. Okay, can we tell the story about the Columbus statue? I'm having too much fun. Let's make it a four a four hour. Crush. Oh, I was like, what do you mean a crush? I was thinking like orange crush. Still recording on logic. At least logic hasn't failed us yet, dude. Logic is like, dude, I see what you guys are going through, and I'm gonna keep it together today. All right. So true. Columbus time. Yeah, give me some Columbus action, dude. Because I, I got it a good on the segue into another topic. I think I saw maybe. it on the news today about it. I was I was there. I can't believe you were there. So where I work, Roost Chris is right up the street or right down the street, as in literally 
Eastern Avenue is where that statue is, and I could throw a baseball from that statue to Roos Chris. And I'm working curbside, and my manager comes up to me, and my curbside manager goes, can you guys go check up on what's going up there by the statue? So we walk up there, and there's a mob of like probably 300 people surrounding this statue, and everyone's screaming, yelling. People are throwing like tension straps and like climbing up on the statue and wrapping it around the head and between the arms and shit. God damn. Well, I heard it was a peaceful protest at first. Is it, would you say that? Well, they obviously went there with the intention I mean, of tearing the statue down because what happened was they wrapped it all around and then they had these straps and then people were just like lining up playing tug of war with the statue. And at first I'm watching, I'm like, they're not getting this fucking statue down. They look like fucking idiots. And then 30 seconds later, Boom, the statue topples down off the God damn. the, the uh, pedestal. And I was like, oh my God, they did it. They immediately... Hold on, let me light this cigarette. I heard... Yeah, they had brought, they had brought like a, a dolly to wheel it and stuff. I mean, they, they had it totally landed on, on a I dolly. I just want to know, because I, I, I have heard, a video of it. I heard... Tell me if you think this is true or not. I heard that it was a peaceful protest at first, and the majority of the people there were peaceful, but a smaller group came in... And took the statue Absolutely down. not. I don't buy that for you a don't fucking think second. So? No. Because it's such... Why Why else would we decide to start protesting a Christopher Columbus statue other than the fact that it's been a trend lately to start tearing down statues of shit? You don't what, protest a statue. You don't protest it. No one's ever He's said anything being. about that statue ever before. No one's walked I mean, by that and been offended. I think there have been peaceful be protests fair, around statues. To be fair, most of the statues that people want taken down were put up by like the daughters of the Confederacy and shit. I just and, saw which are just put up to kind of like that stoke one of Frederick people. Douglass got torn down somewhere. Eh, I don't know about that. I saw that. that on like it was trending on Twitter. Well, I, I didn't hear about that, but also it's like that might just be the quote unquote rights response being like, if you're tearing down statues, we're gonna tear this. I've one talked down it too. about. I've talked. I've talked to Joe about this, and and honestly, when it comes to the whole Confederate statue, hold on, let me is, finish the story. Yeah, yeah, go on. So they they tear down the statue, they get it on a dolly, they roll it off to the water, and they throw it in the water. And this is how I know it wasn't a peaceful protest before that, because ten minutes after that, everyone's fucking gone. And maybe it's because they're afraid of the police coming, but police were there; they weren't doing anything about it. I'm told they to were, stand down. There were two, t- yeah, exactly. There were, there were two or three cop cars out there. It looked like, and obviously they're not going to run in there with 300 people and try to knock the people down off the statue. But why else would a group of people come with tension straps and a dolly and everything if the whole initial aspect of it was to tear that down? I've never seen a protest there ever. I go there. I'm there four or five times a week for two years. I've never once seen anyone, not even one person with a sign out in front of that statue, give a shit about it. But recently, what happens is, it's a trend now, so everyone goes, well, what statue can we tear down? Oh, there's a statue of Christopher Columbus. Let's go tear that one down. And then they they organized a day. 300 people showed up there. It got torn down. Everyone was cheering. On the 4th of July. On the 4th of July. And then 10 minutes later, everyone's gone. Yeah. It's... um. Like I was saying before, I've, t- I've talked about it with Joe before, and when it comes to the whole Confederate statues, I get that. Like I get that because a lot of those statues were erected in the twenties during the re- uh, like during an era when they were literally put up as like a fuck you yeah. to mm-hmm. certain groups. They're of using like the last of their slave money yes. to be like, all right, fuck you guys. But at the same time, um, when it comes to a figure like Christopher Columbus, uh, like regardless of what you want to say, it's it's in a neighborhood. It's Little Italy. 
He's of Italian American, or not? Well, I guess technically Italian American. He was the original Italian American, I guess you could <laughs> say. Yeah, yeah. And um, like he was Italian Indian, dude. Yeah, Italian Indian. But like when when I I I heard on the news today that they actually hired a team of divers and they took it out of the harbor and they're re-erecting it. And oh, they really are. Yeah, they're re-erecting the statue. I heard they pulled it out. I didn't know yeah, what they're they doing. They pulled it out it. and they're putting it back up. And really, why? Because look, when it comes to Confederate statues, probably look cooler to be honest. Yeah, and first of all, like I said, the Confederate statues is one thing. If you want to put up Robert E. Lee Park or something like that, but these things, I feel like personally, are something that, when it comes to the Columbus statue in general, because I I guess I really, honestly, I really don't care if they tear down a statue of Robert E. Lee or something like that. To be fair, I get that Columbus was a bad guy, like. If we're looking at it in today's terms, he like mm-hmm. invaded land and then just like annexed it and took it for other people and pushed its native inhabitants out. But at the same time, it's like, yeah, that should be a reminder to be like, all right, all the cool stuff we have now is because of this bad thing. We shouldn't forget about the bad thing mm-hmm. and throw it in the harbor. Yeah. And also it, it ignores it ignores the reality of history, which is every like the big conversation now is about Mount Rushmore and are they going to disband of Mount Rushmore because that was sacred land to the Lakota Sioux. But if you look back in the history of, of those populations, the Lakota Sioux were an empire. They were an empire that conquered the North, the Midwest, and they conquered that land from another tribe and took over that land that was a sacred land to another tribe. So we're acting like, for whatever reason, there's this historical inaccuracy that's present in society that says that Western civilization or European civilization was the only civilization that was ever warring and conquering and taking over land and things like that. And it's just not true. So you have a, a statue of Christopher Columbus, which is like, okay, I'm a quarter Italian. He's a dude who came over. I don't fucking really identify with my Italian heritage. It didn't really hit me on that level. But at the same time, it's like there are ways to go about this when it comes to that figure that like if you want to have like a vote as a city and say, hey, can we vote to replace this statue with another statue? That's how you go about it. You don't organize a protest and let a, a, a mob of people decide for the entire city what they're going to do because that's not an inclusive process. All right. That's in a neighborhood. Not Democratic. That's that's in a that's in a neighborhood that is Little Italy. And if they went into Greek town and took down some statue of some fucking Greek dude or whatever because he did something that they don't approve of, that would piss me off because I actually do identify with my Greek culture much more. And to to see that a, another group of people can come in and say, "Fuck you, this we don't like this, so we're we're coming in your neighborhood. We're gonna tie straps around it, take it down, and throw it in the fucking water." That's bullshit, dude. That's bullshit. I get it when it comes to the Confederate stuff and the statues that were erected as a specific reason to say fuck you to certain groups of people. I don't really complain about that. Do I think it's the right way of going about it? Not necessarily, but also I don't really care that much. And that's pretty much where I stand on that. When it comes to those types of things, like Columbus 500 fucking years ago, and people learn their one version of history, and their version of history says anybody on a fucking horse, any white guy on a horse, we're tearing them down. It's like, that's fucking bullshit. Dude. Yeah, it's interesting because, like, I think that kind of started, I feel like that trend started in, like, Philadelphia where uh, people were, like, trying to take down the Columbus statue there, which is, like, a very iconic thing in their city. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have it, like, in one of the parks, and then, like, from the statue, you can see all of the big skyline of Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. It's, like, a really cool visual, and, like, it's, I don't know, it's definitely, like, a part of their city's history, like, just yeah. to have that shit there. And then, you know, people were up in arms because, like, just white trash fucking Philly people 
were just like standing out in front of it <laughs> with their fucking like baby mamas and shit and yeah. like just just redneck ass but like city people like philadelphia people mm-hmm. and they're like you know fighting protesters off like you're not taking down christopher columbus blah blah blah. and like that became a story because it was like oh look at these bad people stopping protests from happening but like i don't know they just didn't want the statue being taken down they yeah. didn't go about the right way to handle it yeah they were like assaulting people and like those people should probably be in trouble but like i don't know like just fucking they're voicing their opinion too it's fine and it's that's what it is it's a democratic process and so if you live in a community of people that are all we all pay tax money we tax money came out of the city to erect that statue tax money comes out of the city to maintain that statue to clean that statue if it gets defaced like we're all a part of this and so to just decide amongst yourselves that we're done with this to me i i just don't I just don't see that as being a respectable thing. And and it all comes down to there seems to be this mentality which is that we're that there's there's a lot of destruction going on because destruction is easy. You can go around and you can topple a statue. That's easy. It's not that easy to put up a statue. And so what I'd like to see more so in society right now, I understand if we want to correct certain things about our society. I get that. You know, there are points at which I disagree, but overall, if that's something that people want, then I see no problem with it as long as you go about it in a fair and democratic process. In a process, safe way. In a safe way. Because people can also be, there was no safety precautions being taken there, dude. There was a video. I agree with that. Someone like, else being, like, somebody got, like, fucking, broke their fucking skull when a statue fell Somebody fell died. Yeah, somebody from died from that. And it's like, that's not how you do shit. You know, like. I agree that, like, I don't have a problem with people taking statues down if it makes certain people feel better, like, because if you, if they feel like it's making them uncomfortable or it's, like, a dark part of history that they don't want to see every day when they're in their neighborhood, like, I'm all about it. But I agree it should be done in a safe way, but... Yeah, we I don't, pushed all the Native Americans out of Baltimore years ago. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't care about the statues being taken down myself because I'm, like, to me, they're just statues. Like, if it's going to make people feel better and make them feel like they own their city and it's they don't need this dirty reminder there anymore like i'm cool with it but i agree it should be okay, done but in a when safe you do way. it when you do it in a neighborhood like little italy which is historically and to this day italian then that that seems the counterproductive because it's like okay now you're going into a neighborhood which is built upon italian heritage and tearing down a monument to someone that's a historical figure in their culture Right. So it's like, okay, yeah, you feel uncomfortable with this, but also this is like, you know, I what all I'm saying is, is that's not something where I think somebody should just say, hey, I don't like that. I'm getting rid of it. You know, if I see something in the fucking road, like a fucking, you know, I've thought about that a bunch of times, like with a speeding camera, like, I don't like fucking <laughs> like that thing. I'm like, go there I don't and like that smash either. that with a fucking sledgehammer, <laughs> but I don't do it. But that's the same mentality though, is because... I just as a person get to decide that I don't like something and all of a sudden I can smash it and that's just my right as a citizen. No, it's fucking not. No, it's fucking not. You know, there's ways to go about these things and that's not it. And if you're going to if you're going to deface something and destroy something, then you better have something to replace it with. You know, this we can't just have this society where everybody's just going to go. We're just going to destroy fucking everything. But then what's the, you can't tear everything down if you do have an alternative. I'll be down. Dude, if they said, let's replace the statue of Christopher Columbus in the harbor with the statue of Frederick Douglass, I'd vote for that. Frederick Douglass was a fucking awesome-ass dude. If you read his life history and you read what he did for not just black America, but America as a whole, he's one of the greatest figures in American history of all time, and we should have a monument 
I mean, we have Frederick, Maryland. We have, you know, like entire cities named after him. Like that, that's reality. But if, if you want if we want to decide that as a society to do that, that's how you do it. We can't exist in this world where we just allow a mob of people to decide for themselves that they're going to do whatever the fuck they want to do. And it's our job to just say, oh, well, it made them feel sad or made them feel uncomfortable. So let them just do whatever they want. Let them tie strings around it and throw it in the fucking harbor. You know, like that's the best. Fucking I understand majority white mob, by the yeah, way. Exactly. Exactly. That's the other problem. A lot of these fucking mobs are not. Dude, do you think if you're a fucking black guy living in West Baltimore, dealing with the drugs and the criminal violence and the gang violence and all the things that are going on in the, in the, in the police violence? Yeah, the police violence and all the different things that are happening in the city. Do you think that your primary concern is a fucking Columbus statue that most people didn't even know was fucking there? Other than my fucking brother, because he works across the street from it. Nobody <laughs> was... Th- th- I didn't th- even know it was a statue of Columbus, yeah, by the I way. I didn't even know... Yeah, because I we heard about... I didn't know the what the statue was of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I heard that the statue got torn down, and that it was like a Columbus statue. I was like, I've never seen that in my life. Yeah. Like, I don't even know where that's about, but it's by the harbor, I guess, because they didn't, like, take it down in fucking Hamden and fucking drive it down there, like... yeah. And it, it, it's, it, it is literally what pisses me off the most about these types of things is it's not they pitch it to you as if it's a group, a minority community that is, that is feeling like oppressed or, 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 or uncomfortable because of this statue. When in reality, it's not. It's the fucking it's the fucking woke college edu- educated fucking I mean, yeah. like it's those people. It's those people that are organizing these things that are telling people, hey, we're all going to meet up on the 4th of July and tear down the Columbus statue. You look in the crowd, it's majority white people that are doing it. It's that not is usually Because true, if you're yeah. a fucking person who's actually suffering from the reality of police and crime and drugs and poverty and all the other th- and educational failure and all the other things that are plaguing that community, they're not worried about a fucking statue. They're not. It's the fucking white people that aren't worried about anything and have the time to sit there and go, oh, well, uh, looks like there's a Columbus statue down at the harbor. Let's go organize a thing and take that down. That's how we make a difference. You're not doing shit. That's to make yourself feel better. That pisses me off. And I agree it should be done in a more organized way and in a more safe way. It's a classic got him, dude. You just got him. (laughs) (laughs) It's unreal, and and you know, and the reason I, I say that is because also you have um what I was I was talking with Stevie. I, I played a gig um on Friday night at uh what the fuck was it at Lock Bar again? Actually, shouts out Alex Restaurant, shouts out Alex Smith, Globe dude. Globe sponsor Globe Group sponsors, baby. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by <laughs> Atlas Atlas Restaurant Groups. Don't wear a fucking hat. Flat Earther group. <laughs> I'm a flat earther, honestly. So there's a lot of compelling evidence. I was playing there, and Stevie was Stevie is a lifelong Redskins fan. And the big news of the week this week is yeah, that the Redskins are the officially change. changing their name to. Do you know what the name they're changing it to is? I don't even think they I have a name picked out yet. They're just like very quick to be like, "Hey guys, don't worry, we're changing it." Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. Even though you guys have made a stink about this for the last ten years. We're going to do now it they're now. finally doing it. Yeah. yeah. But again, it's another one of those situations where we've had, for instance, okay, I will say this, dude. Uh, the Washington Redskins, um, probably the least, in my opinion, I'm not Native American, um, but I am a white guy and I can speak to how white people look at it because I'm a white guy. And, and if you're, and like, I can speak to our perspective on it, which is if you're telling me that it's some racist thing, I can tell you that as a white guy, I've never thought of it as a racist thing. No. And most white people if have never anything, thought of it as a racist thing. If either, anything, the 
like the I get the Braves. I get the the old Braves logo where it's kind of like the cartoony English guy. They literally yeah. also called them the Braves. Like they're obviously revering. That's I, a tribe. I get yeah. it, but it's also it is like about. it is uh, the logo uh, is like the the one of the Native American dude on the side. It's like a very like cartoonish. It could be stereotypical. Are you thinking of the Cleveland Indians by chance? Maybe I don't. I think you're thinking of the Cleveland Indians. Yeah, I think I'm thinking of the Indians because yeah, that's, the Indians. that's but, what I was. That it's the guy with a smiling. Yeah, face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the like Cleveland that's Indians. that that is on the. If like we're going after Aunt Jemima, like obviously we're going after that. Yeah. But for the Redskins, the Redskins logo is fucking dope. Like yeah. it looks like a fucking like war torn fucking like battle like guy. Like a dope ass. Like fucking he looks dude. he looks badass and. And just because it is like a football team and like, I don't know, it's not like because it, it has been a thing of like, okay, these guys are fucking badass. They go out on the field. They've smacked people around the, the Redskins. You've never, I've never thought of that as like a derogatory thing. Never. Or, Neither have I, but I think that's also because, so I don't care what also, I think. If other people think it's offensive, there are yeah, other yeah. ways to change the name and keep the same branding, look, tone, feel. Oh, and I totally and understand that. And if they make you feel better, too. I don't care if they don't yeah, change yeah. it. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not even against the name change. I'm not against any of the shit being taken place. I just think it's very silly that like they could have done this over the last ten years, but now it's mm-hmm. like the PR thing. Well, it's been a topic of conversation. The reaction thing forever. is anno- is kind of translucent. It's like, oh, yeah. you're just changing it now because yeah. you it's to save your own ass. Yeah, because they've had multiple times. Like this has been you don't actually a care. national conversation a couple times within the last five oh my years. God. It's and they've had so multiple the times. They've had multiple times to be like, all right, now it is the turning point. But like they waited for a time where it's like they weren't being called out for it to do it. Yeah, that's yep. the thing that like bugs me. And if we're totally. being, if we're being objective about about certain team names, I well they just waited be, until there was a time they could do it where they weren't called out. Like, yeah, yeah. Just because like everything that's going on right now, like it is very far away from like native american issues like yeah. they, they obviously couldn't have done it when the fucking pipelines are being yeah. brought through <laughs> uh but like yeah i don't know i and honestly i don't really care because like well, i'm not a redskins fan i have no like dude the redskins the are game. gonna suck like, regardless of what you call them we and got the best reality. part of them rg3 on the fucking yeah. the redskins are gonna suck regardless the fact is if you look at team names objectively i've always thought that um the term american indian would be something that would legitimately piss me off if I was a Native American. Because we literally went to a country and we were like, well, you look like Indians, but you live here. You're an American Indian. Yeah. And then you're calling people American Indians and then you have a team called the Cleveland Indians and then your logo is a cartoon fucking Indian guy with the big wide ass cheeks and the tooth with the fucking one gold one and the fucking feather hat. And it's like, how I is think you that? added the gold thing in there. I might have. I don't think that's I mean, That's because I'm racist. I don't think Native Americans... <laughs> that's not even uh, like a Native American stereotype. Historically had gold teeth. <laughs> yeah. I don't fucking know, dude. Regardless, <laughs> the racist logo that I draw every night before I go to bed is the gold tooth Cleveland Indian thing. And that, to me, is something that... Why aren't we... The, it, it's just weird to me that you look at a team like the Redskins and it's, it's the difference between revering a culture versus mocking a culture and i brought this up a lot i brought this up on a previous podcast about how there are plenty and plenty of teams that are named after greek and roman culture they're all over you have the usc trojans you have the michigan state spartans you have so many teams that are modeled after that kind of culture but the difference is that 
my community doesn't and you could do things that would be offensive to the culture you could yeah but to simply have the logo of a greek guy in a fucking spartan helmet or something like that that's not offensive and and, and at the, actually that's kind of revering to the thing even when they say greek life fraternities and things like that they say oh greek life we're all greek and stuff like that it's like no you're fucking not but you all have fraternities that are after our alphabet and things like that and you honor it and you all have to learn our alphabet to be a part of that fraternity or sorority and it's like that's cool that's the difference you look at a team like the notre dame fighting irish where the fucking logo is a fucking fighting leprechaun yeah you could if you wanted to which is the game that we play in society nowadays which is the woke game which is that we're gonna Find stuff that nobody really cared about that much and then make it a big fucking deal. If you wanted to, there's a billion things you could point out that are offensive about certain things like that. Mm -hmm. You look at the Washington Redskins, you could point out that maybe, oh, well, but you, it, again, it there's doesn't. There's just so many things they could have done. Like, they could have literally, when they were called out the first time for the name change, it could have been like, hey, maybe we'll just start investing or have like a branch of the Redskins start helping like native tribes and shit mm -hmm. throughout America. Yeah. They could do outreach. They, they, there's, there's a number of things they could have done. All the name change does is kind of give, not give any sort of native American like pride. Like mm -hmm. if they were just like, Oh shit, there's a team named after fucking me. Oh, I'm gonna follow them. I'm gonna fucking yeah. see what they're all about. Yeah. And but I don't know. It just it takes that away. It because like because most most of the time like a a team name is based off something like around the city or like I, the Raven. I'm not sure the Raven is like particularly known for being in Baltimore, but Edgar well, Allan Poe yeah, and Allan fucking, or you had the Baltimore like, Colts because of horse racing. Yeah, exactly. So like the Boston, you know, there's, the New there's something Patriots. that you can always be like, oh fuck, that's like my home team. Yeah. That's like what we're doing, but. It just gives them less of an option to fucking have a sports team. Well, you, I, I think the solution, honestly, would be is, first of all, the, the, the biggest tragedy, I think, as it comes to the Native American community is that they were decimated. And I'm, I might have sounded like a fucking idiot no, in you that don't, last thing. No, I don't think you sounded like, like an idiot Yeah, I don't know. I think, you sound, I think you were dead the fuck on, dude. If you look at the original... I mean, it's the same thing as, like, representation in, like, movies or fucking superhero later. movies or some bullshit. It's like... And I understand that. Like, and we've never had a, a deficit of that in white people, but like, I'm sure fucking little black kids flipped out at Miles Morales in the animated Spider Man movie. Absolutely. And I fucking love that movie. That movie's fucking dope. It didn't matter that. And also, it's like being true to the character that he was a fucking black kid. Mm -hmm. Like, none of that even matters to me. It's a good ass story. It's a good ass movie. Yes. And, but I'm sure that fucking black kids were like, psyched because they're like dude it. we have our own fucking spider-man now yeah and obviously everyone was psyched about black panther and shit but like it's like i don't know it it doesn't get the same respect in that realm like people aren't critical of movies because oh you're having a fucking irish american playing italian american mm -hmm. that's crazy blah blah, blah. or mm -hmm. like whatever like i mean and we've come a long way from fucking white dudes playing like, genghis yeah, khan yeah, and yeah, shit yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, things change, but, like, there's still that aspect of representation now that is such an issue that we're just going to be losing 
with that name change. Well, that, I mean, you're dead the fuck on, dude. I mean, if I, uh, I'm just trying to put myself in the shoes of somebody in the situation. And again, the reason I'm doing this is because I truly do not feel like it is the Native American population that is pushing this agenda. I truly, no. again, feel I like think, it's the I fucking... I think every time they've been called out for it before, even, like Native American, they've asked, like, we have our Native American consultant on the yeah. line, and we're, yeah. well, how do you feel about the Redskins? And they're like, I don't care. Yeah. Like, Oh, yeah, whatever. It's the fucking white people going in and telling them that, oh, you should be offended by this. This is something that you're supposed... It's So in that aspect, I don't care, dude. But you also do, like you said, representation. That's an important thing. Like Native American culture, like I said before, was a decimated culture. As long culture. as it's not being like derogatory or like whatever, yeah. like problematic, like I don't know. I feel like the history that we teach in this country is very... Uh, I don't know what the word is for it. I'm, I'm, I'm off my this Jimmy the Thesaurus game this evening. But uh, the history that we teach in this nation is very kind of counterproductive to what we're trying to do. The reality is, is that we fought the Native Americans for hundreds of years. And they killed the fuck out of us without having the guns we had. They got horses and shit like that. And they fucking stole the guns from us and fought us back with our own guns. And we had the Sioux Wars and the Mexican Wars with the, the natives that were living down south in the, uh, in the Mexico and stuff like that. And like they are were a powerful culture. And they were existing in their own empires here, conquering other tribes and doing things the same way every other fucking place. If you go to Genghis Khan, he was in fucking Mongolia. He took over all of China. He had Alexander the Great in Greece that took over Asia Minor and Europe and the Romans and shit like that. That was that's human nature. You have the Native Americans who were this powerful, reverent culture of tribes and different empires, the Sioux, the Iroquois, the Aztecs, the Mayans. And then you tell them that like, to me, it seems like we're going to erase and, and I know I sound I know what I sound like right now. I think that the solution should have been if we're going to change a name from Redskins because maybe you could say that the term Redskins is offensive, which to me is another thing that I feel like we just decided recently because there are songs from the 70s where people people talk people say the word Redskins and there are high schools with their that are Native American high schools that call their team the Redskins. That's not that wasn't something that struck me or a lot of, Na of the Native American community as a offensive term but if you're going to change the term why are we also going to take away the culture from that team why wouldn't we like the atlanta we shouldn't take the culture away the atlanta braves is a perfect example that is named after a specific tribe and they have the arrowhead and they do things that revere the culture so if you want to say okay the term redskins is offensive that's fine change the name but don't change the branding keep the branding and bring someone in who actually knows what it's like to be native american to mm -hmm. advise and consult yeah, on the branding exactly so change the name if, if it's upsetting people who, who are of that culture then change the name but bring it up don't make it don't let a bunch of white guys who do branding like me like bring in someone who actually knows they're talking about to tell you what would make them feel more mm -hmm. to, to be more like like you know holding it up as like a good thing not as like a caricature the term which is i think what it is right yes now. absolutely the term that i was looking for earlier is paternalistic the white people that i'm complaining about right now in my opinion are the true racists 
that they have this potential. <laughs> I totally, I, 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 under, I understand what I you're saying. I totally 100% stand by this. The people that think that it's their job to decide for other groups of people what they can, what they should find offensive, what they shouldn't find offensive, how they should feel about this, how they should feel, and what they should do about this. And what, those are the people that, to me, they're treating groups of people the same way that like the fucking animal rescue chicks treat animals. They, I <laughs> like really, Sarah McLaughlin. Yes. They treat them like it's this group of people that aren't capable of making their own decisions and putting out their own message and that to me is true racism because you're looking at this group of people and saying oh you well we're gonna handle this for you we're gonna oh you 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 don't like the name redskins you don't like it that's offensive no we're gonna we're gonna change that me dan snyder a fucking whatever i am you know i'm gonna decide for you guys you know yeah you know fuck you dude i think also not to like backtrack too much but so we're talking about how there's a lot of Irish, like I'm, Eric and I are Irish and German. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of stereotypical Irish things and stuff like that that don't offend me because I'm like, oh, I see it and I'm like, well, I don't care. But it's not to be like the woke police. But I feel, but we've never been oppressed before. So I think that's why it doesn't bother us. I mean, there I are people. I know if the Irish have been oppressed, bro. The Irish <laughs> essentially were like, I don't know. But like, I feel like you can't compare the Irish thing or the any other whatever. Yeah, it's not as bad, I guess. It's not comparable. But, so if there's stuff that's offending a group of people, then let them change it. But also, like we said, bring someone in who is part of that culture to help with the renaming or the rebranding yeah. of it. It's it's also like it's a weird thing because like we can find humor in the stereotypes and media on Irish or German people just because I don't know. It's also a thing with like the American culture is most Americans are don't have any connection to their actual heritage, which is like it it doesn't really matter because it's like cuz our heritage is whatever our family had or wherever growing up in America or Wherever, you know, uh, I forget where I was going with that. <laughs> there are people that have a connection to their heritage. I mean, and, and it is true. Most white people in this country, uh, a lot of the white people I meet, you know, you talk to your average white guy, and this is something that I've never really related to as well because I did grow up in a very strong cultural background mm-hmm. that I was, I mean, like I said, I'm a quarter Italian, but mostly I was raised Greek. My name is yeah. Demetrius. I went to Greek Orthodox Church. I spoke Greek with my grandparents to a certain degree. I can understand when they talk. And like that was our culture. And we would always sit down and my grandfather would tell us stories, Greek mythology and things like that it was a very strong part of my culture. And it was something that I identified with strongly. Mm-hmm. Most white people like Ancestry.com is such a big hit <laughs> because most white people don't know what the fuck they are or no, where they come from. Exactly. And you're just you're just white. And that's kind of the same <laughs> way it is for black people in this country, which is the black people in this country. They were robbed of their culture. It's true. I mean, they, they were they were taken away from from where they were from. And again, there's a lot of historical context that you have to put into that. Uh, I think we might be at a champ, but we got I'll champagne of beers. Yeah, take I'll a drink the champagne of beers. Yeah. Throw me one of those, too. Thank you. And so black culture in this country is truly, it's black American culture. I mean, if you, if you, when, when Africans come over here, you know, black people in my, they don't really necessarily have like a cultural connection to a guy who grew up in Kenya or something like that. Like, dude, your family has been here for 400 years. You know, you've been an American like that's something that Dark Mark said to me that I'll never forget when he was on the podcast. and He was saying black people are truly the original Americans, you know, like besides the, the natives that lived here. But like you talk to an average black guy, his family has been here for centuries longer than my family's been here. My yeah. grandfather got here in the fucking 50s, dude. My grand like my parents, they weren't a part of all the shit that happened before that and everything like we just got here. 
you know, as sponge divers or whatever the fuck we were doing. And we just got here and I'm like the, the well, second generation. My, my mom was born here like three years after they arrived in America and then they had me. So like, I don't necessarily have a cultural connection to anything pre-1940 in this country, you know, but that's, that's, huh? Well, you wanna you wanna plug anything before you go? I haven't even spoken in forty five minutes. <laughs> yeah, but we did get to watch you eat kung pao chicken with your hands, though. So that was cool. Low main was in HD. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> high you, definition. You gripping the low main was pretty skillful. Yeah, I will was, say that. Yeah, I made a mess, I think. <laughs> but um, only thing I can plug right now, I got a new song coming out July tenth, called Please. Um. Fucking all platforms. Please follow me At on all Selesky platforms. Who, S-O-L-E-S-K-Y. Please listen. W-H-O. I just quit my job. <laughs> Please listen. I need money. <laughs> you want a little uh, hand sanitizer spray? It'll clean off your low main fingers, dude. That's true. It's not for COVID. It's for just for washing your hands. Yeah, literally. Lovid. You literally have fucking Lovid. general so sauce in your Lovid. fingernails. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> no, he, Alex has work tomorrow. I know, but there's like no rules. I'll hit you with some Venmo request later. Oh, yeah. Hit me up, dude. Yeah, dude, we'll hit you with Venmo request for the champagne and beer too. Fuck there's that. no um, <laughs> bitch. There's no rules during quarantine. I decided. <laughs> I wake up. I go to work. Five minutes after I get out of bed, it's great. There you go. That's what I did there's before no quarantine. There's no rules. <laughs> there's no rules. Um. Yeah. It was. Um. It's interesting. Like I'm. I'm probably gonna have some hard readjustments going back to things just because of the way i've been living for literally four months now same it's gonna be weird i don't know how i'm gonna like i don't want to ever dress business casual ever again yeah it's crazy like, i don't the, think the, i'm ever not gonna wear track pants the clothes aren't gonna fit me number one i'm huge <laughs> right now yeah. like i'm really chubby you weighed 180 that's not that's, that bad i used to, i think that's i weighed bad one, six 175 I guess it's only five pounds. Dude, five pounds is nothing. It's nothing. Damn, dude. 175. I was 175 at my lowest weight when I was working out. And that was when I was like starving myself. Well, I found out that I was 180 and then I found out I was 5'11". I was like very upset. (laughs) Um, But I do think you're right. It's just one dangerous cleanse away from going back to 175. I would also just say you're probably fine for now. (laughs) Like I don't think five pounds is going to change any sort of pants size i think i got thick over this quarantine dude the hardest thing is is i learned this from wrestling losing weight is it's like okay when scott told me i was fat in la i know can you teach me how you got skinnier but (laughs) you were skinny back then though i wasn't skinny i just like you know and you the, just weren't your 19-year-old. You weren't your high school going. self. Exactly, yeah. exactly. I'm not my high school self. I wasn't the best version of myself. And and people that are close to you can see that. And so But also for, like Scott wasn't as ripped as he was now in high school. Yeah, you but, know what I mean? But that's why it hit that much harder is because, you know, Scott and I have always had this kind of like even though, you know, he lives across the country now and we only talk every so often, We've always had that kind of like bond of like, you know, we're both doing something. We're both trying to fucking achieve the highest things we can achieve. Mm-hmm. And so when I saw him for the first time in a while, 
he just called something out that he had seen that he noticed, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. and, and I don't and, and I don't think he meant it in any type he of way. He did not mean way. it in a bad way. He, no, and, yeah. But that's also Scott, because a lot of people wouldn't have said that. Right. A lot right. of people would have thought that, but not said it. Right. right and yeah. I will say the one thing that made me feel weird was when I did lose 25 pounds last fall. Mm-hmm. How many people said, oh, my God, you look great. And I, all I could think about was. What the fuck were you thinking when you saw me before? Well, I only said it because I knew what you were going through. I hope you're not talking about me. I'm not talking about anyone in specific. I'm just saying He's like, that... No, it was a lot of people. It wasn't just you. It dude, was 20s I said it, of people. It because was, when, cause you told me when you were like, you're like, no, nah, I can't get Kathmandu for a long time. I can't get Indian for a long time. And you were just like eating like protein and veggies. And like you were like, nah, you're like, when I'm ready to get Indian, I'll tell you. Yeah. So I knew you were going through that. Mm-hmm. So then when I saw you at one point, I was like, oh, shit, wait, I think you do look smaller. Mm-hmm. It was kind of like, you know how when you see someone a lot, you don't notice when they change? Yeah. yeah. But there was like a moment where I was like, oh, wait, I think you do look smaller. Yeah, but that's... But what, it was a good thing because I knew you were, you were working towards that. Yeah, and you you were also... It, it's more so when people don't even know that you're doing it and then yeah, you just walk into a bar, sure, you right. haven't seen somebody in two months and they go, holy shit, dude, you look fucking... Did you lose some weight or something I can see in your face or something like that? I would it's hate like, for someone to say holy shit when they see me <laughs> in either direction. Well, like if someone's... If I went back to work after not the even quarantine like, and someone shit, was like, holy you shit. so long. Yeah. Well, that's it's the, it's kind of the tone of the holy shit. It's either yeah. a holy shit or a holy shit. I think <laughs> when I get back to work, people are gonna you be never like, want to hear a holy shit. I think I want to be here. <laughs> I better get used to hearing that. <laughs> Look, the problem is, is that actually in video games, when you get a kill streak, they do go holy shit. <laughs> so well, you're like, that's cool. Yeah. And this is something different in American culture than Greek culture. Now that I've fully embraced myself as a Greek on this podcast, yes, I'm now a Greek have. American. Yeah. I'm a full Greek American now. You've always been a Greek American. <laughs> and when I go back and visit my family, they have no problem telling people that they gain weight because it, to mm-hmm. them, it's like the same thing as saying you need a haircut. You know, but the difference is, is like uh, a haircut is a quick fix. You go for 20 minutes, you get your haircut, you look better, and, and losing weight is a lifestyle change. Mm-hmm. You know, so people feel more uncomfortable saying that to you, even though they notice it. Yeah. And so what sticks out to me is how many people you might run into after not seeing for a certain period of time that notice that you look different in a bad way, but they don't say anything because it's polite. And who would, you know, unless yeah. they're super close to you, but that's what super close friends should do. You know, like, uh, it, 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 it you have to walk the line of being a dick and being like supportive you yeah. know like to me you look fucking fine you look the same i always fucking knew you i was you about know? to confront you guys yeah. and be like so are we close or not <laughs> no yeah I've you look, literally nothing has changed you think I look you look same? like alex yeah. you okay. look like alex you All know right. and i guess what scott was saying to me is you don't look like jimmy because when I knew Jimmy, when I was living back in Baltimore, you were the guy with the fucking six pack and all this other shit and like the wrestling and all dieting and drinking Diet Coke and fucking all this <laughs> shit and getting a one getting half a sandwich, of- taking the top piece of yeah. bread off. And so so he was saying, like, look, I know you as this way and you're not that way anymore, yeah. you know, and, and sometimes you need that reality check. Some, but also, like, there were some unrealistic things that you were doing back then that you're not going to do now. Just because it's like, I don't know, you're not going to work out in fucking trash bags right now. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, it's. I think, I think people should be given a little bit of leeway for change, especially just because everyone grows and matures. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I mean, 
it did trigger a good change in whatever you were doing, at least for yourself. Like yeah. mentally yeah. you're like, all right, I'm doing the right thing. So it was for the good. Well, I will say, I forgot who I was talking Oh, I was talking with Stevie because Stevie just, re- the same guy I was talking about the Redskins thing was, and he, he had recently lost 25 pounds as well. And he was like, oh, I did it for X, Y, and Z. And I was like, dude, I'm not going to lie to you. I feel like I did it entirely because of vanity. You know, I, I literally feel that way. And, That's, and I mean, I think people shouldn't be ashamed of that no, if their goal is to lose weight. Especially because you work in entertainment, too. It's also just literally... It's literally everyone's reason for losing weight, but they don't want to say it. Mm-hmm. True. Like, oh, was I unhealthy when I was 205 pounds? Was I at risk of a heart clot or something? No, fuck, yeah. I wasn't, dude. It was entirely out of vanity. It was entirely like, yo. As we smoke cigarettes, I wasn't at risk of anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I'll smoke cigs because... Now I, you're underweight, dude. Now I'm underweight. That's how I lost weight. I drank more and I smoked more. I became a less That's healthy why person. I want to know your diet tip. Dude, because I'm, when you lost 25 pounds, I was like, what did you do? And you're like, well, I just drank beer and smoked cigarettes a lot. And I was like, well, that's what I've had, been doing. You just had like chicken and broccoli. Dude, so I'm that, telling is you. Is that what I need to do? Whatever, whatever anyone just tells cut you. Just carbs and chicken and fucking broccoli. So I can eat chicken and broccoli and still drink and smoke as I do. And play at restaurants as I do. <laughs> and <laughs> I then I'll lose 25 pounds. I will give you a couple rules of weight loss. Okay, tell me. I really no need to know this. And this is the easiest that will come to you. Okay. Carbs. I don't care what I says. Breads, pastas, things like that. Ditch them. I would eat one piece of bread a day. That was the only carb I fucking had. I would eat chicken. For, you can eat all the fruits you want. You can eat natural sugars, which is what fruits are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can eat eggs. Dude, when you see fat on the nutrition facts, don't give a fuck about fat, all right? Just because it says fat doesn't mean that that's what it becomes in your body. What becomes in your body when you eat a lot of carbs like bread and pasta and sodas and beer, carbohydrates, that's what, that's what sticks to you the fastest. However, I always had this rule before I drank, and it was I don't drink my calories, I don't drink my calories. That's why I've, I haven't had a regular soda or a Gatorade or like if I'm super hungover, I have an orange juice in the morning. But it's just been a lifelong thing that I've just developed is I don't drink my calories. Everything I drink, I drink black coffee, zero calories. The only time I'm taking Diet a Coke. Cal- <laughs> yeah, Diet Coke. <laughs> Diet Coke. I take in a calorie. I know it. If I take in a calorie, I know it. I'm eating something. So it's all beer? Don't drink your calories unless it's alcohol. Unless it's beer. Because there's no way around that. What am I going to do? Not drink? There's no way so around it. So you, you have to make that decision. I literally, in the most unhealthy way possible, decided for myself, I've noticed that when I just drink a lot and I smoke a bunch of cigs, I don't really have the temptation to eat as much. And if I drink enough so that I just want to pass out at the end of the night, then I won't have that like big... like. At the end of the night when I'm just like, oh, I'm fucking hungry as fuck, and I just fucking stuff my face with a cheesesteak or something, I just pass out and go to sleep. Yeah, this, <laughs> sounds, this sounds like a good tip, but it's high, very unhealthy. It's, so it's like, like it's very bad. It's unhealthy, but this is because and then I'm, if you get hungry, take a bunch of Benadryl so you can fall asleep. It's being honest, and then have another beer with that Benadryl. Look, Wash it down. Look, I had a friend. Uh, I have a friend. We all know him. He has gained a lot of weight since high school, and he acknowledges it, and he's very comfortable with acknowledging it. So he's I. a good boy. Now he's awesome. I have noticed that. At the end of the night, we'll eat a bunch of shit, and he will go up in the bathroom and throw up. Oh, my God. Don't say this on the podcast. 
Now, the throwing up could be because he drank so much. Probably is that. But also, oh. he says he pulls trig a lot. And um, I what look is, at wait, it. Wait, pulls trig? Like. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Should we be saying this on the podcast? We didn't say his name. <laughs> okay. And um, <laughs> what I'm getting at is. I feel like we shouldn't be talking about this. <laughs> no, no, no. But here's the reason I'm saying But it, it is a good tip. Look. I'm look, just kidding. I'm yeah. not saying you should I do say, that. I don't. Yeah, I don't think that's healthy. No, it's not healthy. Nothing I've said so far is healthy. Smoking unlimited cigs and drinking until you pass out so you don't eat is not Why healthy. Not just try to give them a good tip like intermittent fasting or like because that's not <laughs> real, that's not bro. Either. That that's is not, real. That's for real. Sure. But no one's gonna fucking do it, dude. You're gonna get all it's motivated. Hard to do, yeah. You're gonna get all motivated for like one it's week. It's not sustainable. You're do yeah. shit. It's not sustainable. What's sustainable is you got to take the best parts of your life that you like and you say, hey, what do I like doing? Well, I like drinking and I like eating unhealthy. But which one do I like more? Drinking. I like drinking and I like smoking cigs a little bit more than I like eating fried chicken and Indian food. So that is so the best. I'm gonna tip. do all that and I'm gonna cut out the rest. You can't starve yourself of enjoyment. You can't starve yourself of things like that. You have to make decisions. You have to say, look, I want to lose X amount of weight, and here are the things I'm willing to give up. I'm not willing to give up Beer. going out and drinking with my friends and having a good time and doing bombs and worrying about calories. I'm not doing that shit. Right, when I'm right. out drinking, I'm fucking drinking. I'm not caring about, are you using sugar-free Red Bull or are you using regular Red Bull? And is this skinny girl vodka? Or is, I'm not worried <laughs> about that shit. Oh, you I'm, made a Bethany Frankel reference. Yes, I'm fucking drinking. That's, this is realistic advice. Look, if you're 25 pounds overweight, listen, I know this is going to sound weird, but you could afford to throw up a couple times. <laughs> You could afford to throw up a couple times. When I heard him up in the bathroom throwing up, I was like, he's 280 fucking pounds, dude. It ain't going to be a big fucking deal. That is not, I don't want to broadcast this in your podcast because that can mess up your esophagus. Dude. And your teeth. It can make your teeth rot. Look, I'm only saying this. I'm only saying this. I know you're kind of being a little funny. I'm being, I'm, I'm joking, but I'm also kind of being a little real here, which is it's something that I did in wrestling to cut weight to unhealthy levels. And, but that's not what we're aiming for here. No. We're not aiming to get down to 5% body fat so you can make a certain weight limit so when you step on the scale, you are 0.1 pounds less and then you're allowed to wrestle in that weight class or fight in that weight class or box or whatever. We're talking about just people that want to lose weight. And for the most, like, uh, as I'm listening to myself talk, I realize how <laughs> ridiculous I sound. You don't sound like ridiculous. But I'm just making same, fun of you. But at the same time, I'm just trying to be honest in saying that, like, yeah. look, if you want to know how you can do it and it's not some fucking pill and it's not some fuck you can if you want become some fucking fit dude and fucking no carbs and all veggies and watch every single thing you eat and do you guys have any um low fat options when you go out to eat <laughs> fuck all that no. shit dude just in your own daily life just say what do i like the most and cut out the rest i like drinking and smoking i like eating but that's not top two that's I top think, three. I That's think out. I'm gonna try the Jimmy Selesky, um diet plan because I'm gonna I'm gonna um, drink beer. I'm gonna smoke cigarettes. <laughs> I'm gonna try to only eat like chicken and vegetables, like like protein and vegetables. Yeah, mm-hmm. I almost said salmon, but I don't like salmon. But um, I yeah, I I definitely cheat. I still eat like so many like Kraft mac and cheese boxes mm-hmm. and all these things and like. I could easily cut that stuff out. If also, I want to enjoy my indulgences, I need to cut other things out. Also, you have to you have to level out your life. You can't live in an imbalance. When I go to the gym, 
It is for one reason and one reason only. It's not because I want to be a healthier friends. person. It's to make a couple friends. <laughs> it's, it's to make a couple because, close yeah, friends. It's not because Very I want to be stalked by Gay Kenny or have an awkward conversation with Zach. It's because whenever I go to the gym and I leave that gym, I go, I just earned myself a night of binge drinking. That is That is great. how I look at it. That is how I look at it. You live in a balance. I'm not going to be one of those people that's going to be like, I go to bed at 10 p.m. every night and I wake up at 6 in the morning. I'm not doing that shit, dude, because I have a fucking lifestyle and a life and friends that I live my own fucking thing. So within that lifestyle, I have carved out certain things that I need to do. Do you think um, as you get older, that method won't work? Because I was talking to Lindsay about this one time. I was talking to Lindsay about this one time and I was like, I was like, Jimmy lost a lot of weight, but he still played because your part of your job is being in bars all the time which is so hard to avoid drinking beer and stuff. Um, so that, I think it's cool that you also found a way to cut out the carbs and other unhealthy food. You also do a you, lot of whiskey diet cokes. Because so. you know that your yeah. your career is going to have you in a bar. So like, I feel like that's very zero calorie. I was like, how whiskey, does he do it? All alcohol has calories. I got in this oh, totally. conversation with my cousin because my cousin, like she, you know, Jamie, she plays with me a lot and she lost a bunch of weight and she was like, well, vodka doesn't have any calories. I was like, Jamie, it has about 100 calories yeah, for sure. I was like, Jamie, <laughs> let me just tell you something. I have my fitness I've been cutting weight before. since before you were fucking born, even though you're three years older than me. And I'm telling you right now that all alcohol is inherently carb. Alcohol is a carbohydrate. Yep. Yeah. And carbohydrates equate one carbohydrate equates to, I think, three calories or nine. It's okay. So you have protein, fat, and carbs. Two of them are three calories per gram. And one of them is nine. I think protein is nine calories per gram. I think, but I could be wrong. Okay. What I'm saying is that for every gram of carbohydrate you have, it's a certain amount of calories. And so if you take a shot of vodka, alcohol is inherently a carbohydrate that has calories. People drink a vodka soda, they think they're drinking zero calories. You're not. You're drinking about no. 70 or 80. Yeah. You're drinking about the same amount. Actually, one of the lowest calorie things you can drink is light beer. Hmm. It's lighter than a whiskey diet. That makes sense. And the reason why I do whiskey diet is because that's that same same thing. It says, I want to drink. I don't want it to taste like straight whiskey, so what's my compromise? Well, instead of drinking regular Coke, I'll drink Diet Coke. So now I'm only getting the calories from the whiskey, no calories from the Coke. You know what I mean? Well, I told... Little adjustments like that. Lindsay about your diet plan one time, and I was like... I was like, well, Jimmy said I could lose weight if I drank just beer all the time and cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> and only, and if I start playing guitar at like restaurants and stuff, I could probably lose a couple pounds. <laughs> and, um, and shoot. And I was like, he doesn't, I was like, he doesn't change his food that much, but I know you do. Mm-hmm. But, um, she was like, well, think about it this way. He is a little younger than us. So I'm worried that I might've missed my mark. I'm 32. It, since I, could I still drink beer and smoke cigarettes and, eat better and lose weight as quickly as you i hope so but i am four years older than you guys look it may not come as quickly but it'll still happen it'll still happen it just won't come as quickly here's your reality dude here's how it works i gotta start playing it like one pound of fat everybody get out your notepads one pound of fat is 3500 calories exact math 3500 calories per pound of fat if you want to lose two pounds of fat in a week over the course of that week, you have to put yourself in a 7,000-calorie deficit. doesn't matter how you do that. You could eat 7,000 calories. That, that basically means, if you're doing the math, 7,000 7, calories per week. That means per day, you take in 1,000 less calories than you put out. So you could do that by eating 2,000 and burning 3,000. You could do that by 
whatever your metabolic because everybody has a natural metabolic rate. So you mm. could be you could say, okay, just by existing, your body is burning calories. We're burning calories right now. And depending on your weight and your body composition, the average adult man, like for me, you can do you can do like little calculations online and type in your body fat percentage, but muscle burns more than fat. So the more muscle you put on, the more calories you burn just by existing. Muscle burns fat, I think, at a rate of three times higher. So if I was primarily, if I, if you go to the gym and work out and you're building muscle, you're actually increasing the amount of calories you burn just by existing. So you might be burning 500 more calories if you're a muscular guy just by chilling than a guy who's just primarily fat, you know, but it really comes down to, it really comes down to, it's just math. It's just math. And you it's can do true, that however you true. want. It's not a lifestyle that you're supposed to exist by. It, 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 it's, it's a fix. And what we're acknowledging here and what everyone should acknowledge is that for most regular people, losing weight is a vanity thing. It's oh, not, of course if it you're is. morbidly yeah. obese, if you're morbidly obese, it's a different thing. If you're at risk for heart conditions and things like that, yeah. But for most people who are just like 20 pounds overweight, you're not necessarily that much of a higher risk of anything. You just want to look better. And if you want to look better, then you can say, hey, for this two month span, here's what I'm going to do. And it might not be the healthiest fucking thing either, but I'm not doing this for the rest of my life. You can do that, dude. It's like a game you can play with yourself. Yeah. You can you can fucking lose twenty five pounds, mm-hmm. and then say fuck I'd it, I'm to. down to the weight I want to be, and then just fucking go and do whatever the fuck you want, gain ten pounds back, and be like, all right, I think for the next couple weeks I'll fucking go on my beer and cigs diet again, <laughs> lose it again. It's it's like getting a haircut. Yeah, it should be like that. Yeah, it's, it's not also, healthy. I'm not saying it's healthy. It's I also just, like less intense now because everyone's been in quarantine. I'm everyone, hoping it, like because everyone already stopped doing their regular habits. I'm hoping everybody has that kind of like compassion when they see me with my shirt off at the beach <laughs> this summer. They're like, "Oh, he's been in quarantine." Like, because I'm not. I'm not. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm I don't think I'm anyone has really anyone. I don't think anyone started the quarantine being like, "I'm gonna come out of this ripped." Yeah. I wish I would have started that early in the quarantine. I mean, it sounds like we're going to have a lot longer to go with all these, so still the second time. wave. I think by wave four, I'm going to be ripped. <laughs> <laughs> Same, honestly. <laughs> I'm not going to take it serious until wave three, and then, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it is a vanity thing. It's a huge vanity thing. Wobble I tried with to, wobble I tried with to wobble with tried the wobble to, uh, with it. Zoom it in for Alex and Dom left. I want to get hot. <laughs> I we can wanna... also. It's getting. It's getting late. We can probably wrap up soon. No, I'm. No. I'm the one that keeps saying me like no. <laughs> we don't wrap the podcast. <laughs> we can still hang out. I just think you know. I know. This is gonna be a long one. I think Eric's thinking fine. editing terms right now. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I know you have a long editing day tomorrow. Mm-hmm. You know I what I'm doing also... while I'm editing? I'm smoking cigs and I'm drinking. <laughs> That's what I'm fucking doing tomorrow. You call no me at 2 rice. p.m., I will be buzzed. No rice, no bread. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All beer, all cigs. All beer, all cigs. Your friend Lindsay is right. My friend Lindsay is right. Yeah, it's However, all of our friend Lindsay Aww. is right. However. Oh. Yeah. There's an old saying. What is it? It's the oldest saying in the book. You got to do what you got to do. That hit different. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> that's so true but i'm nervous i kind of wish you didn't tell me that because every time i want to see a craft mac and cheese box i'm gonna say you gotta do what you gotta do Jimmy and then said you're it. gonna eat it and i'm gonna eat it every time i see like a grilled cheese i'm gonna be like jimmy said you gotta do what you gotta do <laughs> i wasn't even sure that was gonna hit different until i said it. i was like that did hit different. i i kind of thought you didn't know where you're gonna go so you just kept kind of giving yourself time yeah. <laughs> i just kept building up i was like why am i building up this cliche phrase i was like wait this fucking works <laughs> yeah man we can wrap it up dude i'm down to fucking eat some uh oh you haven't like eaten your cold food i'm so dumplings. sorry oh it's okay I'm also probably not going to eat it here because we don't have utensils. Oh, true. Well, what did Dominic do? Dom he ate it with his fingers. <laughs> That's like I might have some cool. utensils. We'll look for some utensils after the pod. We'll wrap it up. Um, okay. Guys, we're coming at you. Uh, this is episode 200. Baby. We're coming at you in 1080p. What's uh, the new setup? Yes. The new You're going to hear the audio difference immediately. You're going to notice it's fucking sweet. Um, you're going to notice the video is sweet once uh, we spend... Uh, four days fucking editing it <laughs> but we're gonna we're figuring it out and and like we were saying before the podcast there's no possible way this is gonna go as planned and uh that's why we're at episode 200 now so it is what it is another classic saying yeah it is what it is any plugs alex um well listen guys i am on a podcast called voyage down the amazon we read funny amazon reviews how we're on um spotify apple podcast however we are doing a little summer hiatus just because we all get busy over the summer yeah gets hot on um, amazon in the summer dude but we have about 100 episodes you can go back and listen to all of them really yes Did we're, close. we're close we're close we're in like the far. 80s i think we're okay. in the 80s we're close to 100 so if anybody wants to go listen to the backlog episodes they can in the meantime, I'm also doing movie reviews on my Instagram. Nice. Called, oh yeah, I've seen those. You see it's my from the letterbox stuff. It's yeah. called my. It's actually called my blog. <laughs> <laughs> and by blog, I mean I just post an Instagram and I talk about what movies I like, love, or would like to just talk about. Um, <laughs> so my Instagram, my movie blog is on Instagram. It's called at Alex Actual. And I love to talk about movies. Follow me on um, Letterboxd. Mm -hmm. It's where you write about movies. So (laughs) (laughs) I'm just trying, like during the quarantine, I've been like, how can I get my brand out there? Like, can I write about movies? Can I write about anything? So follow me on all channels. And (laughs) I'm going to go Google Letterboxd now. You could DM me. My Gmail is glazera at (laughs) gmail.com. My... Social security number is. No, I'm just kidding. It's sorry. Close to mine. <laughs> anyway, that's me. So anyway, yeah. so that's um me. So yeah, and at Eric Glazer at Jimmy Seleski on pretty much all social media th- platforms, along with at LFTS Podcast on everything. Uh, let's see what's going on this week. Um, go check out Jimmy Song it? Girls Like You on Spotify. Are you? All in the playlist. Sorry. It's getting thousands of plays. Literally. I love that song. It sounds like a joke, but it is getting thousands of plays. I we're love at, that song. We're about three and a half thousand plays right now. There you fucking go. Which is cool. Um, you know, Are you playing at Backyard this Wednesday? I am at Backyard on Wednesday. Do you want to come with me? I might come, yeah. July 20... Psych, July 8th. I'm at Backyard... <laughs> Barley's. Barley's. You saw how Barley's. About, you saw how about Barley's in quotations? So Dan and Marissa texted me the other day, and they want to... 
come to Backyard this Wednesday. Oh, so yeah. we should go, Eric. Oh, yeah. yeah That'd be fun. Come. We should go to Barley's Backyard Uptown, Uptown. Bar and Grill. Yeah. <laughs> Pub and Casino. Yeah. I added the Bar and Grill. Races and slots. Yeah. Barclays, <laughs> Barclays Backyard, Uptown, Redskins, Uptown, Bar Town, and Grill. Indians, Christopher and Columbus, <laughs> and Sons. Cigarettes, Marlboro Lights. Throwing up in the bath. Yeah, all this stuff. <laughs> Bulimia. Hey. <laughs> I'll be there 7 to 10 on July 8th that's a Wednesday right after or before karaoke I forgot and then um, if you're in the watery areas of the greater Baltimore metropolitan I'll be at Sunset Cove for a nice little brunchily gig on Sunday July 12th I'll be there from 12 to 3 solo gigging on the beach bar so that'll be fun I wasn't sure if that was going to happen until today when I texted my agency and they were like oh yeah we forgot to tell you it's still on. That's like go. so Sweet. like boat people. Boat people. That'll be fun. Sunset Cove is fun. That'll be nice. I love Sunset yes. Cove. It's beautiful. Yes, it's awesome. So uh, yeah, other than that, girls like you on Spotify, sophomore, check us out. Um, follow us, please. That's really the yeah. main thing. Follow us uh, at Jimmy Celeste on everything, at LFTS Podcast on everything. Eric, I'm assuming you don't have any shows coming up, do you? Not really, no. I mean, things are starting to open up, but I don't see much happening soon. I did like the few and far between Zoom shows where I was in person doing comedy, mm-hmm. but I, I don't really mess with the Zoom comedy shows. So. Go ahead and uh, follow Eric at beacon.marylandstateunemployment.com. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see all my transactions, my withdrawals, my yeah, transfers. Uh, yeah, just at Eric Glazer. I honestly haven't been active at all on literally anything, but check out my old stuff when times were still fun. Hell yeah, dude. Episode 200. Here's the 200 more. Peace out, guys. Cheers, next week. guys. Peace. Cheers.